Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Jesus. I don't think it's, I don't, you don't have to go, oh, you could just, like that, just like that. Uh, yes, you do, that's not, okay. Throw your that's legs not up. how it works. Throw your legs up. Are you man, are you mansplaining to me right now how I should not? I'm not saying how you really should, happen? I'm not saying how you should, you're just saying it's impossible. Just how you could. Yeah, how you could. How you could. You're saying yeah. it like, oh, it's, how is that even, <laughs> your exact question was, how is it even possible with your thumb? I'm giving you multiple choices here. I'm giving you multiple choices of okay, how well, you could masturbate it, with your thumb. While it is possible, it is uncomfortable and not the easiest way to get the job done. Well, so not from the videos I've harder. seen. Not from the videos I've seen. Uh, <laughs> work smarter, not harder, number one. Number two, that's not what I was doing. You can keep Harry, saying that all you want, but unless Harry, I have razor blades in my vagina, Mary, are you are, Shut up, Mary, are you recording this? Yes, yes, this is being recorded, yeah. <laughs> okay. Lovely. Yeah, this Lovely. is gonna this is gonna be in the promo for the next for the episode. I'm, like, hey, come and okay, listen to this hey, conversation. I'm just making sure that it's you who's recording. Yeah, and not, so and not me because I can't remember if I'm using my. Uh, no, it's me. It's me. My it's work me. account. It's, well, you can't, okay, remember, so you can't remember what I just logged. I just sent you a code. I'm recording. It's my account. Okay. It's, it's See, not a work account. Like, I was trying to figure that out, too, because I noticed last episode I've got a recording thing in the top left, yeah. and I was I was wondering if it was some sort of default thing. I didn't realize it would tell me that other people were recording. No, I am recording. Uh, uh, it, sent, it gets sent out to the cloud. The reason I started recording is because I would watch all these other uh, podcasts, um, uh, like, for the commercial, like in their in their Instagram, be like, oh, come listen to you know what I mean, and then I would do that with the yeah. only audio, and I'm like, but why am I doing that only with the audio? It's Put them good. up on YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so dude. Good. Yeah, like. Uh if you ever clip anything together, I'll put it as I mean, I'll, I'll start running to this commercials before our show. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we got to do. All right, uh, yeah. that's two minutes. We're not gonna get back. All right, uh, we're recording. Welcome to the Mont Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to listen to people talk, debate, and argue over their favorite, their Mount Rushmore, or their top four, their Mount Rushmore, if you will, of their favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject is our favorite TV siblings duels. Uh, I got to make sure we put duels in the parentheses because we're not including the whole clan. So if we're going to be talking about the Brady Bunch. It's going to be two people in the Brady Bunch, not the entire bunch. Uh, same goes for Seventh Heaven or uh, any other <laughs> large uh, TV family cast. Uh, I am Nary Science. With me, as usual, is David. Howdy. And uh, we got Daniel DeBona. What's up, y'all? And today we're welcoming uh, the other half of the dynamic Uyoa marriage, uh, Stephanie. <laughs> Hello. Uh, all right. So how did you guys uh, come up with your list? This, by the way, to the listener, is uh, was Stephanie's uh, topic. She was like, I have an idea for a topic. And I was like, what is it? And then she said it, and we're like, yeah, that's good. And she's like, but I have to be on it. I was like, oh, boy. Um, so uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, I didn't say I had to be on it. I said I wanted to be on that, that is this, uh, this is actually true. But we're all married men, so we know what happens when a wife says, I want something that we register <laughs> that as i must 
have this and i'm like that's it that's all that matters all it takes all right so how did you guys come up with your list david how did you come up with the list uh so one of the things that was really important to me is the uh the actual like sibling relationship because there's there's uh there's a lot of siblings on television where the fact that they're siblings is somewhat incidental and doesn't really play into the re- like the sibling relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I, I specifically kind of picked characters where the sibling dynamic was at the core of uh, of their uh, their central story arcs, or uh, or just you know story development or character development. Because uh, there there are tons of characters that I love, but as far as their relationship as brother and sister aren't really very strong or very established or brother, um, brother, whatever, or brother, brother or sister, sister, you know, wh- whatever it was. Also, I, I did not know that we had actually decided that it was only going to be, uh, wow. like the like coupling until right now. So I have to scramble. Yeah, I love so, the, I live for those moments. I mean, yeah. we we so, literally we literally talked. We li- it wasn't we even a text. It, it wasn't even a text. It was an actual conversation that we yeah, all like, had. We said that in yeah. the video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look who you're talking to. I like the fact he goes, "Oh, I didn't know we actually de- de- decided on that." I'm like, "That was the 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 that was the t- okay, cool." Um. But look who you're talking to, BFF. Do you expect anything else? I know. All right. So, uh, Stephanie, how did you come up with your with your list? I figured it out. I got it. (laughs) How did you come up with your list? Oh, good. Um, I went with what I know. Um, these are all my choices are all from shows that I love. Um, and I also, I also, I am also like I don't have a sister. I only have a brother. So, like. I don't know what it's like to have a sister, so I found myself relating more to the relationship where the where there was a brother involved, um, and uh, and also the dynamic of a relationship, how their relationship progresses throughout the show, how essential is the storyline, factored in more with my ranking, like where they are on my list. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just noticed my list is all guys. Huh. Nice. Wow, you're so anti-feminist. Yeah, like it's weird, and I don't know, like subconsciously, because I have a sister and a brother, and uh, I don't know what I don't know if it's subconscious because my sister's six years older than me, so when we were kids, she always like took it upon herself to be the mother figure, you know, because she's six yeah, years older than me. Your brother, yeah, yeah, and then uh, I remember as a kid, I was thinking like, you're not mom. I don't fucking respect you as a parental figure at all, whatsoever, <laughs> like at all. And then, you know, she got all upset because they threw a pair of scissors at her head. Whatever, dude. Fucking get over shit. Um, Did you really throw a pair of scissors at her head? Yes and no. Yes, I threw a pair of scissors, but I purposely missed. It was way off the fucking mark. It wasn't even, like, close to being fucking anywhere. And I did. I knowingly, I remember knowingly going, like, there's not fucking going to be close. But, yes, I did throw scissors. I did throw scissors. She shrieked. Seems really safe. Yeah, what a pussy. He's trying to kill me. Whatever, dude. Fucking <laughs> pussy. Uh, but it's funny because I'm looking at and my honorable mentions. It's so funny. I swear to God, I, I never worked at this. My honorable mentions is all females. I, I'm sorry, off, <laughs> uh, uh, no, off uh, brother sister. 
but all my top mm-hmm. four are brother brother. That's fucking weird. All right, but my number four could be uh, challenged. So I, I got one in the bag. Uh, Debona, how did you pick? Okay. I'm interested in what your number four is right now because it's yeah. Uh, there, there's one that I almost put on here, but technically they aren't siblings. So, but anyway, um, so when it came to mine, I realized that the relationship possibly because I related to them more were the relationships where siblings were at each other more so than for each other. But when, you know, for lack of nothing cliche, you know, something non-cliche to say when the chips were down, they were always there for each other. So uh, my, my list uh, really came down to, for the most part, there, there's one that's not, but uh, it was siblings who didn't necessarily always get along. Their relationship wasn't always, uh, even healthy or supportive but when it came down to it they made each other better people and they were great to watch and the same type of thing where the relationship was was a very large piece of the show okay right on uh i just picked dudes uh, apparently uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just picked it. no but well, I, i'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going with uh i i went with the same thing that uh that dave said like i um there was a lot of relationships there's a lot of characters and tv shows where the viewer as a viewer you almost forgot that they were siblings that they were that these people are supposed to be related um so I did not do that. I, I went with sibling. I went with characters. That I was like, no, this is a a driving force in their in their relate in their story. As to us, the viewers, is these are siblings. So um, I went with that. Uh, I I honestly did not even. I mean, I went through this, and I didn't. This isn't my typical to the listener. Uh, the, if you've been listening for a while, for the last three years, a lot of times I've been guilty of like uh, just coming up with my list maybe 10, 15 minutes before the show starts. Uh, that is not the case for this. Like I, I was working on this at five o'clock in the afternoon. Like that's which is it's where we started recording at nine, which again doesn't seem like a long time, but for me that's you know. That's huge. That's an yeah, infinite that's amount of time deal. more. Like, I'm bad at math. I was going to say, that that's 10 times longer than... No, I don't know. It's fucking infinite. But it's a lot more time <laughs> than the regular 10 or 15 minutes that I dedicate to the thing. Um, and uh, not to not that I have to defend myself, but I usually go with 10 or 15 minutes before the show because it's, I, I go with gut reactions. is typically my frame of mind. Uh, but this one, I put research into it. Um, all right. So with that said, let's get it going. With the fourth pick... Four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. All right, uh, David, we're going to start with you. Just because going counterclockwise or going clockwise from my screen, that's where you are at. Uh, so right. let's start off with your number four. So uh, this is the one that I had to kind of scramble at the last minute and, and change. And I have substituted my original pick with another animated sibling duo which is chip and dale <laughs> mm. are they actual brothers okay. they are yeah. brothers yeah. i know i i don't i i i mean i watch the show yeah, a lot but brothers. i just thought they were friends i never thought no they are they are no. actually brothers according according to disney they are brothers but um but they're they're being brothers did not drive the show that wasn't a big factor in the show yeah I mean, 
I'll let him. I'll let him explain. But I think that their relationship was a pretty big driving force. But I'll let David do his explaining first, and then. So even even though they, um, even though the like the the terminology isn't thrown out often, I I think that what they have is like a classic sibling clash all the time, right? Uh, This is. Uh, like the classic odd couple pairing. If you have a brother or a sister that is different from you, right? Like if you're a type A and they're a type B personality, like this is what you get all the time. And and I think that it's it's a really like fun and funny way of of addressing that, you know. And then you you kind of have at, at that same time with with that dynamic, you you see. Um, Gadget, who's kind of like the mom of the group, <laughs> kind of be a mom for them and keep them in check. And even though Chip is much more, obviously, uh, the leader of of the group, he can still be pulled into that like petty squabbling simply by looking at Dale. Which to me is is one of those things that like I was always able to do to my sister, where I just by looking at her the right way or the wrong way if she, you know if she were thinking about it i i could i could get her to come down to my level and 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 get into a fight with me and it would look like she was the bad guy even though i was the one that was goading her wow off. are you admitting this right now <laughs> <laughs> so that that David, was something that i always really liked about you, their dynamic this you is grew being up re- gaslighting your sister <laughs> yes <laughs> David, this is this is being recorded. You're actually this is this is something she could actually play Devo, back Devo, for your for your parents. <laughs> she Devo, could actually Devo, use this off, as evidence. I'll tell you a story. Okay. But yeah, how no, he gaslighted his sister when she but, was like two. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's exactly like uh, when you, when you watch Chippendales Rescue Rangers, like so often the uh, not the main conflict, but a B storyline in the show will be. Chip being too Chip and Dale yeah. being one who has to balance him out, or vice versa. So I would venture to say that the relationship is a core of the show. I think because- the re- I think the relationship is a core of the show, but I ne- they're, they're, the fact that they're related. I'm I'm t- I watch Rescue Rangers all the time. Even now, as an adult, I watch Rescue Rangers, and I don't like. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh fuck, they're actual brothers. By the way, the one and only time I've almost been kicked out of Disney World was because I grabbed one of their tails. I think I don't know which one it was, either Chip or Dale, but I grabbed one of his tails. Uh, one of the 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 fucking they came out into public and i grabbed one of their tails and and i got a picture of it and then the uh, human psychic was like um you can't be touching the animal you can't be touching the character yeah you you did not you you did not have you cannot do that yeah yeah Yeah. so uh i i only wish I, no, is not <laughs> I only wish uh, I was like they're fucking fairies. What do you mean you can't touch them? That's the whole point. They love this shit. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I only wish that I would have that actual oh, photo. I don't have that photo. That was an oh, actual Lord. photo, not a, not a. Uh, That's because oh, it wasn't like a. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a digital. A. It yeah, was, I was gonna say because. 
Disney did fucking pixie dust magic and erased the. It wasn't digital photo. No, it wasn't a digital. Photo. It wasn't a digital photo. It was a photo taken by my then girlfriend. It was, and why it was do you film. think that matters? Disney can still find it. Oh boy! All right. Uh, and so I again, I I love Chip and Dale. I just I, I didn't even know they were fucking brothers. And so when you're telling me this, like every episode that I've seen, yes, there was a lot of squabbling, and they they're they're. Their interaction with each other was a driving force in in the show. I just didn't see them as si- it wasn't their relationship as siblings. It was just their interactions to me is what I saw it as. But yeah. I'm not arguing the fact that they're brothers. It's fucking clear yeah. as day. I just all right. Cool. I, I I think it's it's one of those things where once you know that they're brothers, it makes so much more sense. And you know why I didn't right. realize it is because one of them is light furred, and the other one is dark furred. So uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, they have the same dad. And they're 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 half they're uh, they're, they're half brothers. Half brothers. One of them has a red nose. The other, I mean, come on, I'm not trying to be a dick, but your mom's a hoe. Um, all right. So, uh, oh boy. <laughs> well, what one of the dads was a what was a squirrel. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love this so much. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, you wanted this. I don't understand. You probably fucking asked Dale. for this. You, I did. you asked I'm for really this. Regretting this. It is probably Dale. It's probably Dale. He's, he's got an extra chromosome or two. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, uh, okay, so uh, Stephanie, what do you got for your number four? Uh, my number four is Ross and Monica Geller from Friends. Oh, uh, um, the very architect of oh, their actual siblings. I didn't remember because they're fucking never talking about it. All right, Ross. And well, Monica. that's even though Friends is my favorite show. Um, they're lower on my list because their brother and sister relationship was is not the driving force of the show, but their brother and sister relationship, their sibling relationship, does obviously come up a lot. Um, they also, one of my favorite things that Friends does is how Monica and Ross just constantly nitpick at each other and constantly like throwing 20, 30 year old drama back in each other's faces. The arguments they get into are some of my favorites. Like that Thanksgiving episode where their parents are there is one of my favorite episodes because that's one of the episodes where they're just like, you know, that's the episode where they find out that's the, the episode where Ross got high is that, that episode. And they, um, they throw shit out about like he throws her under the bus for for living with Chandler without telling them and like that's the kind of shit that I would get together. Their and routine, breaking the porch swing, right? Breaking the hurricane Gloria didn't break the porch swing. Um, the the routine from that New Year's episode is hilarious. Like I remember watching that in the first episode and not expecting it at all because they talk about the routine the whole episode and. Of all the things you're expecting, that's not it. Um, and and uh, and yeah, I, I I feel like that's you know when that's that not while it's not the main storyline or the, the the show doesn't always center around Ross and Monica, their relationship is also just it's very it's it, it's a real brother and sister relationship. The other reason it's not higher on my list is because their really their relationship kind of just stays where it is; it doesn't grow. It doesn't really evolve throughout the course of the show. Um, they have a good relationship to begin with, but that's why they're not higher on this. Also, Ross and Monica remind me so much of David and his sisters. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I had Ross and Monica on my short list, but that very last thing you said is the exact reason that they didn't end up making anywhere on my list is while the relationship is good, it's pretty much the exact same relationship right. from the beginning of the show. And it ran yeah. for 10 years. Ten so, years yeah. so that that's, I think, I think that they're a great example, like of, of what we're looking for, but that's why they didn't make my list. I, I also think it's a semi, for being a television relationship, it's a pretty realistic relationship of what it's like to have a brother and a sister. Like you get along as adults pretty much for the most part, but you know, you, it takes, two seconds for you guys to turn on a dime on each other and right. like judge shit up that's 20 years old. You that's, know? that's actually one of my favorite things about that show is it can be really far-fetched sometimes and, and the characters like very quickly become characterizations of themselves but Monica and Ross very much represent what like I, I think a sibling relationship is in real life. That's, you, guys, that's you guys are Monica and Ross. <laughs> that nail on head, though. You're absolutely right. Like, as that, that show progressed, everybody else became a caricature of maybe what that character was written to be, but their relationship always felt very real. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, DeBono, what did you got? Uh, my number four are the most unhealthy brother-sister relationship on my list. Um, they are quite possibly both socio slash psychopath um but they are the most codependent siblings that i could think of uh when it came to this and they're just downright hilarious my number four is dennis and sweet d reynolds from always sunny um i've never seen this never show, man. Seen always sunny. Uh, i've seen uh, a few God, okay, so i've always, seen a few episodes here and there uh but not enough to say but I, yeah yeah okay so so the uh, dennis and d are twins and their relationship, this for anybody who might not watch Always Sunny, it's essentially a new age of Seinfeld. It's it's five white people that do a bunch of horrible It's been on forever. Get away with it. Yeah. Um, they're about to start like season 15 or 16 because they just had a season. Um. But, um, but yeah. And so Dennis and Dee have been hooked on crack together. They have <laughs> attempted to scam anyone and everyone they've ever come in contact with. When they put their heads together, they always come up with some horrible, evil, genius plan that never plays out. It's absolutely hilarious. But when they're at each other, they are the most brutal siblings to ever throw down. Uh, it, they're just, like I said, they're, they're absolutely codependent. As much as the show seems to be centered, the running joke and always funny is that everybody hates Steve. <laughs> and as much as as much as they can't stand each other, you realize every couple of episodes how one cannot exist without the other. Um, as twins, they are they are very much just two sides of the same coin. They have lived together. Uh, they have done just horrible, horrible things together. Like I said, they try to scam everybody. Uh, they've been through a couple of dads. Um, in the course, of the how do you show, go through a couple of jobs? It's it, well, I mean, it, it's not really giving it away. It's a sitcom, but like Danny DeVito is their dad, but then you find out later that he just raised them and that he's not actually biologically their dad. Um, and the dude from Seventh Heaven is their real dad, but he's like a really good person. The, and pad the guy that ended up being the pedophile. 
Yes. Wait, did he? I don't know. The dad from Seventh Heaven. Yeah, yeah. Stephen yeah. called. Yeah. Stephen yeah. called oh, the dad from Seventh yeah. Heaven oh, and no. being a pedophile or something. Something like uh, that. He had. He, I, and this is not a defense. It's. I don't want to make it seem like well, he's not a pedophile. He just had pictures of <laughs> naked children. But that's what it was. He had pictures of naked children on his computer. <laughs> I did. I literally started my comment with, "This is not a defense. Like I'm not defending this at all whatsoever. I'm just. I don't know if there's a difference between a pedophile and somebody who collects pictures of children. I don't know if there's a difference, but that's that's what he's. Uh, I don't think there's a difference, but you know, I guess pedophiles would argue that there is because you know, porn is undefinable. Yeah, he's like, well, Um, I only looked at pictures. You sicko! I didn't fucking touch him. You sick fuck! He's like, "Mm, okay. Both of your sons. Their 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 relationship is hilarious. It's awful. They're two of the worst people ever written onto television. Which, by the way, and real quick, real quick, you said that the, that the dad from Seventh Heaven, which is funny to me because that means that they are related to Andy Bernard to the Camdens. And to, to Andy Bernard. To right? Andy Bernard, because that is Andy Bernard's father is uh, uh, Seventh Heaven. <laughs> oh, Creeper. really? Yeah, Seventh Heaven yeah. Creeper. Yeah. I I missed that. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Andy Bernard is uh, is the different seventh heaven, and he plays Bruce Mathis on Always Sunny. But um, like I said, they're just they're. Oh, you broke up there. Uh, you know, whole, they have like said, they they they've been addicted. Um, they uh, uh to read about them. Uh, anyway. Uh, am I back now? Are we good? You're back now. No, you're back. If okay, you, if you yeah. could just say uh, what, whatever so, you just said, if you could re-say it, because now, yeah. <laughs> they have been addicted to crack together twice. They have tried to scam the welfare and the unemployment system multiple times. Um, like I said, huge premise of the show is that they absolutely hate each other, but they're they're this. But as twins, they're just so freakishly connected that they're basically the same person while being very, very different. And so um, D also has to be my favorite character on Always Sunny. So it's just, it's it's a hilarious show. And uh, yeah, I got to go with Dennis and D Reynolds. Okay. Uh, cool. Reynolds. All right. Um, my number four, uh, I, I am willing, and I, I know that it can be a contestant, uh, but my number four is Will and Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I knew you were going to say that yeah. one as soon as you said it was debatable because yeah. I took them off. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that the two uh, options were, I thought you were going to do either Will and Carlton or Stewie and Brian. Uh, those well, Stewie and, Brian are actually, <laughs> Stewie and Brian are actually related. So, that I mean, that's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's not even, that wouldn't be a contention. Uh, so Will. See, here's the, the thing. Carlton so here's the thing. Will, Car- Will and Carlton uh, state my case. And again, I- I'm uh, for everybody voting me down. I'm-, I'm fine with that. But my case is Hang this. on a second. Before you state, because you stating your case is you putting them on your number four. No, it's the Can reason. It's, no, no. It's the reason. It's the reason why. It's not putting them on my number four. It's the reason why I am cont- contesting this is because. And I can think of one reason that if you say it, I'm going to be on your side. So I'm fully aware that, yes, technically speaking, the characters are cousins. I'm fully aware that with that set alone is enough to be like that doesn't that immediately, you know, takes them out of contention for this list. Granted, I agree with that. However, this is an adoptive relationship. Uh, Uncle Phil, for l- lack of a better word, uh, adopted Will into his family. 
And th- and I'm, I'm, I'm with you because of that exact argument. And that, to yeah, me, I, is I, the I reason why they always treated themselves as siblings. It was never, even, even in the rare instances where Will... Uh, including the last episode of the series where Will was like, I'm not really your kid. I'm not whatever. He was immediately and firmly told by everybody in the family, like you are family. Like there's, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Mm -hmm. uncle Phil called him, uh, you're my son, uh, as much as my son as, as well as Carlton is. And so, so I always saw them like, again, granted, yes, they're cousins, but in the show that we saw, the audience saw, they, it was an adoptive relationship where it was they treated themselves as siblings, and to me, and I'm willing, yeah, I'm I'm will I'm willing to concede this pick because of the fact that Uncle Phil was the best dad that Will had. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna argue. Down, down to the most heartbreaking scene in the entire show. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know when when yeah. he's when he when when Phil is the one who consoles him because his dad is garbage. And so, in that moment, oh. you realize that Uncle Phil is his dad. Yeah, why don't why why don't he don't well, you know why, why don't he want me? Yeah, like uh, in, I in thought you moment, were talking about the time where he uh, busted his uh, Carlton's uh, little tutu. Uh, uh, no, that's fine. All right, you, you, me and you were thinking about two different. Th- all right, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the but most yeah, heartbreaking so, uh, scene. Uncle, Uncle Phil is. Is on, he's the closest thing to a dad that Will ever had, and so having the same dad would make you would make you siblings. So I'm 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 going to concede this one. I'm I'm actually more willing to go with this one than Brian and Stewie. If you'd gone that way, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, just as a quick, I mean, they, they, they certainly behave like brothers. Yeah. You know, they fight like brothers. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm for it, man. I I think, yeah, I, think gonna... I think it's an out of the box pick. I think you put it at number four for a reason. I I I, I like it. I, I, like I said, I I had I had them right here, and then eventually just didn't write <laughs> them down because I'm not actually being brothers. So I can't be too mad at it. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. Real quick to go back on the uh, on the seventh heaven creeper. Um, it yeah. turns out that uh, in 2014, New York City Police Department began investigating Collins after an audio tape leaked to the media revealed a male vo- voice uh, p- uh, uh, reported to be Collins admitting to past sexual abuse of a minor. The Los Angeles, oh, so the, he did touch children. The oh. LA uh, or a child. <laughs> I mean, just one. Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not defending him. I'm fucking totally mocking the fact that this guy's an animal. Uh, a, uh, the, LAD, the LAPD spokesman stated, uh, an LAPD uh, spokesman stated that Collins had been investigated by the department in 2012, which is two years prior to the NYPD investigation, after receiving a claim from 40 years earlier rego- uh, regarding sexual abuse. The LAPD further stated that its investigation did not allow it to substantiate the allegation against Collins. In December 2014, an interview with People Magazine, Collins admitted he committed inappropriate sexual conduct with three female minors in 1973, 82, and 94. Uh, Good a, Lord. A profile by Every the- 11 years this guy has to feed? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's like Oh, my God. Maybe... 
<laughs> Maybe that's why 2020 is so fucked up because it's like every 11 years, it's like keeps the planet alive. <laughs> somebody give him virgin blood, please. Come, somebody give him virgin blood. <laughs> it's like it's like cabin in the woods. Like if we don't make the sacrifice, it's the end of the world. Uh, a a profile by the Washington Post reported that he apologized directly to one of the girls. He has stated that his oh. inappropriate. Well, so he's a, he's, a gen- he's a gentleman about it, though. He uh, he has. He has stated that his inappropriate conduct was motivated by arrogance and youth. How I mean, but how young were you in '94, though, bro? Like that's not like if you were if you were around. Uh, Years. Yeah, if you were around to fucking do that in 73 and it was inappropriate in 73 and 94, you should have been fucking old enough to be like, you can't blame it on youth anymore, asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> Your transgression is now old enough to drink. You're not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> So fucking good. Uh, yeah. He said that it was motivated by arrogance and youth and not pedophilia. Uh, to explain his motivation... Oh, oh. Okay, to, that ex- makes it okay. to explain his motivation, he spoke about an older woman who repeatedly exposed herself to him when he was between the ages of 10 and 15. You don't got to start fucking bragging about shit, man. You can just, right, just man. take it in the fucking... <laughs> Throwing neighborhood milfs under the bus like that. For real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my number four is, uh, sorry to detour off uh, that, but I was really, I was like, man, I don't want to smear this guy's name. I know it was something creepy, but I didn't know exactly what it was. I'm like, let me go fucking do some so research. smear his name, so we just yeah. made it worse. No, well, I didn't. He, he, I, just, he wanted to prove well, that he, now it's deserving. Yeah. 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 Really? And... And, I mean, again, I don't know which is worse, dude. I'm not going to play this game. But he didn't have pictures of fucking, of children and his naked children in his computer. So that's a fucking, I mean, you know, principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm looking at you. Um, all right. Pete Townsend. Uh, Pete Townsend, don't remind me. Uh, good guy. Yeah, no. Uh, so Will and uh, Carlton. Carlton. All right. Um, uh, number fours are uh, Chip and Dale. Uh, raw. Hey, that's a good question. Is it Chippendale Rescue Rangers, or are you talking about Chippendales in general? Because they did the shorts back in the day that before they those were Rescue shorts, Rangers. Those shorts are actually released theatrically, so uh, I wouldn't count those shorts. I was only considering Rescue Rangers. Nice. All right. I didn't know that they were released theatrically. Are you talking about like before a movie? Yeah. Yeah. They probably still are. Yeah, but that's not a. All right, all right. All right. But we're talking TV. All right, all right. I mean, it's a short film. Okay. Um. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> we're, we're gonna move on with this one. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right, uh, David. What do you got for number three? All right. So the rest of my mountain is live action. Ah. I, uh, I, I was hoping you would go Stewie and Brian on a goddamn right. <laughs> no, I have uh, I have satisfied my uh, my animated sibling pick, uh, and I'm gonna have to go with uh, Diane and Jack Johnson from yeah from Black Black Blackish Jack and Diane. Um, I have not yeah. watched yet. I, I I've, oh man, I've, it's I've so heard good. Of, talk about the show. I've just never seen it. It's so, so good, and those two like make the show. There, there are a lot of really great sibling relationships on that show. A lot because uh, because Andre and his sister, 
played by Raven Simone. My God, that's an awesome relationship. Rainbow uh, and her siblings. Are- Rainbow and both her siblings, because her sister, who's played by um, Rashida Jones. Uh, Rashida Jones. Yeah, that's hilarious. And then her brother, played by David Diggs, is even even funnier, I think. Uh, but within the household itself, you have Zoe and Junior, which have a, a pretty good relationship. Like Junior is, is great with everyone because he's so he's so easy to be like that straight man in in the comedy relationship. But when you look at Jack and Diane together, like this is the perfect twin pairing in my in 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 my eyes because. You have Jack, who's like just so gullible and so so easily manipulated, um, uh, for lack of calling him stupid, right? And then, but he's happy about it. But yeah, he's he's happy <laughs> about it, and he knows that he's stupid, right? And he's just like, hey, listen, I'm cute, and I can get away with things. And then you have Diane, who is the most diabolical, sociopathic person, like evil. maybe the smartest evil. person in the house. She's fucking evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it's charming. It is. It is charming, and it's it's very funny. And she knows exactly how to use Jack to get her way with things. And so to to see them interact with one another, and then how she uses because she's the mastermind behind everything, right? To see how she gets her way by playing someone on her by herself, playing that person with Jack. And then playing that person together, it's 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 brilliant. There's there's like a, a, a sadistically you know, evil, brilliant mind at work there. And to see how Andre and, and Rainbow, uh, every now and then they keep going back to like checking up on how the kids are doing, and and they'll just make a little comment like she she's gotten worse, like she's she's bad. <laughs> she, she's, yeah. she's lost to us. <laughs> she, uh, uh, Deborah, first of all, you got to watch that show. That show is fucking incredible. I love that show. That's great. Yeah. Very much. Um, like Anthony Anderson a lot. I've uh, never got around I, he's, it's yeah. a great show. It's a, it really is. Um, I, I didn't, I'll be very honest. I didn't know, I knew about what, like, I knew about Juneteenth, but I didn't know, like, how significant and how important Juneteenth was the black community until that show they have a fantastic fantastic the way that they tackle racial issues on oh, that show oh that whole yeah so that whole that whole thing well done that that's their charm that's their charm is the way yeah, they handle very difficult topics uh yeah i learned about mm-hmm. juneteenth uh from that show uh i gotta be honest I, I saw like i saw that episode maybe two years ago it came out in 2017 so yeah i would say i was a little late uh catching up to the to the show but i think i oh, saw we that just caught up like this during Christmas break is when we started watching it, so we're super late to this party. Yeah, so uh, like I we're, think we're actually not caught up. We haven't finished. Okay, whenever you're ready, you let me know. Whenever you, whenever. Go ahead. No, you sure? No, no, no. Fool me four times, shame on me. So I'm just gonna go ahead and just wait for you. Are you sure? All right. Um, Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, i saw it i, I want to say the juneteenth episode we caught up uh on that show probably around the same time november december but that episode we had already seen so the juneteenth episode is fantastic uh, i i on i swear to god the episode starts with them at a play and it's like why don't we talk about juneteenth like it get, like they said it as a suggestion like the character said it as a suggestion to their teacher 
to their kids teacher and i thought that that was a fake thing i was like fuck it because the, the whole the way he delivered it was he didn't know what he was going to be mad about like he was like ah, i'm mad because right. we're not uh and like that that was a whole jumping off point so then the juneteenth suggestion came up and i was like ah wait what uh and that's how I, I was like wait what that's a thing is that a thing what is that and so they but they're the ones that taught me um it's a fantastic show but going back to the to the to the jack and diane thing i love jack and diane when they were smaller uh as the years have gone on it's less of jack and diane and more of them and again this is life that's where life is they stopped becoming the twins and they started becoming their own individual people who yeah. have who have less and less to do with one another directly in the sense of every storyline in the first three or four seasons was okay and this is the jack and diane storyline so whatever the main story was even if it, jack and diane weren't the main story it was going to be like and then this is what the twins are doing and right. in the last couple of seasons it's much more of the diane thing like i think diane has come has come into her own as she's a much more um I don't want to say interesting, but a much more like she is. She, yeah, she's very dynamic. Whereas Jack is like a pretty simple character. Uh, you know, he's he's cute and he's dumb. And no, so, but that was like a, that, that was in the beginning. Now it's like it like you know when he when he couldn't when he when he had to quit basketball and stuff like that. That was a big deal, and he didn't know what he was gonna do with the rest. Like he didn't know how to even dream anymore. He had no more stuff. So uh, like, that, was that was a good episode. That, there was there, that was a good couple arcs in there. But I'm saying that Diane, I think the the the, the Jack and Diane, you know, uh, sibling relationship has because of age and because of time has n- kind of like not been the same uh, and again that's life they're doing a great job the writing right. is, is a great that's that's let's be realistic it if it, the reason why uh and if anybody has this under under but the reason why two and a half men was flailing at the end besides the fact that uh charlie sheen wasn't on there anymore was the fact that you had this kid who when the show started he was dumb and that was cute and 10 years later he's still dumb as fucking rocks and you go it's no longer cute anymore yeah. dude we now we're worried about you like there's some shit that's like you sh- you have to get fucking tested and that's 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 you know the writers are to blame for that and in blackish they're not doing that that you know they're, they're doing a great job of it but I, I like i love jack and diane i was having this conversation yeah. before i was thinking about like what other siblings and junior really is much more uh, especially in the later seasons he's much more of a father figure to like the uh oh, the, yeah. to Devante and yeah. to, like he's much more of a father figure than even sometimes Andre, which is hilarious uh in itself. What, one of the episodes that uh that Steph and I saw recently uh was uh and, and this is you know, after Devante's been born. Uh Rainbow is kind of just like fed up with how uh maternal he can be. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, how yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's he's constantly you know, on her, like, hey, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to make sure there's this thing with the baby. And she kind of just like pawns him off on her sister so that she can have like a moment to breathe from him. Yeah. And yeah. like right away, you start seeing how like the household just tanks when he's not there to, to parent everyone. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's great. Uh, all right. So also, this keeps up our this keeps up our trend of picking siblings to the actor playing their father has been accused of sexual assault. Huh? Yeah, Anthony Anderson was. Oh, accused. really? 
yeah, um, on the uh, uh, on the set of Hustle and Flow. I think it got thrown out. He was not he 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 was not convicted, but he was. Oh, no on, idea. On the set of Hustle and Flow, and he did another sitcom all about the Andersons. I think it yes. was called. Yeah, I remember, I that. remember that. Yeah. Both both of those shows, he's been accused. Both times, it's been thrown out. Uh, accused of what? Though? Accused of what? Um, on Hustle and Flow, it was um, a full blown assault. Like uh, and on all of that, about, Anderson, we, wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about a sexual assault? Or are we talking about a physical yeah, assault? No, no, sexual. Oh, okay, sexual all right. Assault. Not that one is better both than the other. I just wanted to get clarification. Oh, right. No, no, no. Bo- both, I see. Both I see Stephanie's assault, fucking judgmental uh, face. Like, bitch, which one would you prefer? Like, I'm not judging you. I'm judging the, Anthony Anderson. You, you had a legitimate question. The accusation associated with hustle flow was much more severe than the one uh, that went with this sitcom. But yeah, he's been he's been accused twice. Mm. It's no bueno. That sucks. I really like him. Yeah, well, I know. Me just, too. Like I said, they've, both, they've ch- both been thrown out. But it's so. an accusation, though. Like, you just, you can't. Right. I mean, I, I, know, I've been accused of eating too much. Not all accusations are accurate, bro. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I said what I said, damn it. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Stephanie, what do you got for your number three? Uh, my number three is Nathan and Lucas Scott from One Tree Hill. That's a great pick. Thank Nathan you. and who? Lucas Scott. Nathan. The last name is Scott. One Tree Hill was the one with the chick from MTV, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just yeah. making sure I got the right show in my head. <laughs> yeah, the one that's married to uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I the One Tree Hill was is probably my favorite of the teen dramas. It, I was like the right target audience for it. It started in two thousand three when I was. Uh, sophomore in high school so i you know it's and uh so the whole premise the whole storyline of one tree hills so is, is nathan and lucas's relationship they have the same father and different mothers and their dad is a hoe and got basically two women pregnant within a few months of each other and then left the first one for the second one and stayed with her so the brothers grew up in very very different lifestyles where one where lucas um and his mother were always struggling to make ends meet um uh nathan grew up you know very wealthy his dad it, it takes place in a really small town north it's shot in wilmington north north carolina so, so it takes place in a very small town everybody knows each other and they've always been rivals and it's not until they get into high school that their like friends group kind of cross paths more um that they begin to actually have interactions and change their relationship and what i love about their relationship specifically is how much it develops and how much their mothers become friends despite everything that their father has put them through yeah when Um, when they when they start realizing that like the other is is not right that the other is not the villain that the other one is also a victim right and you know that the the villain is him you know the guy Mm -hmm. that you've wanted the affection from that's, right, that's it's really where like the growth comes from. Right. So, um, so this is yeah. I love One Tree Hill for a variety of reasons, but the, their their growth, they probably grow the most because they they you know they they have zero relationship other than the fact that like they're technically blood related and growing up to being you know best friends and uncles to each other's children and, and you know, et cetera. 
I, that, that's another, like, I know One Tree Hill. Like, I, I never really watched yeah. it. I, 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 if you'd picked somebody from Dawson's Creek, I could have had this conversation. But uh, <laughs> There's no siblings on Dawson's Creek. Right, though. exactly. Uh, so, I um, mean, there are. There's um, Andy and I'm a, uh, I can't remember his name. But there are, but they weren't, like, central to the storyline. Right. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, look, One Tree Hill is a huge undertaking. I mean, I it's, I would encourage you to do it. It's very sports-heavy, um, it, and it's... it's very it's much about like a, a you know and it's very very like 2000s so if you were like a teenager or young adult in the early 2000s it's very like it's very much indicative of that time um the music on that show is fantastic um it does a really good job of mixing like the that early 2000s alt rock with like classic rock it's really cool okay. um, i think yeah. that show also did a really good job of not assuming that its audience was stupid yeah it didn't uh because like lucas becomes a lucas becomes a writer and mm-hmm. uh so like they they often talk about literature and and you know specific writers and you know they'll like digest so, some of that stuff academically and it, it's just really smart you know it's, it's smartly yeah. written like and 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 the characters are not like brilliant beyond where like a teenager should be you know right. like they're, which they're... was a problem on Dawson's Creek to be very honest like yeah. Dawson's Creek like they didn't really speak how teenagers speak you know I, I, I think that this and I like Dawson's Creek wait, wait, but that was the opposite problem with Dawson's Creek Dawson's Creek thought their audience was way smarter than it was it's it's not like they they play they didn't work they weren't they didn't think their audience was dumb it was the other way around I was like no you you better catch up no, to but, our fucking no. dialogue and yeah, and then like, as a ten year old you're like well, I don't know what the fuck that means I don't know what I gotta fucking <laughs> I watch this show watching, with a thesaurus. I remember watching it when I was really young and like listening to Pacey say something to the teacher he was banging and I'm like who at like twelve I was like who talks like this somebody so, banging their teeth. Okay. <laughs> Never say an unkind word about Joshua Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, he was great. I love that. I fuck him. Uh, Adam anyway. was was Adam Brody on that show or was he no, on the, that's the OC? That's okay, the OC. okay. I'm, I was I was combined. I'm very well versed in the teen drama. <laughs> uh, but but One Tree Hill is, is one the OC of the more... was a much dumber show. Got yeah, it. for sure. But uh, One Tree Hill was. Was is probably one of the more dynamic. Their char- their characters grow a lot. They're very. They touch on a lot of, on a lot of issues that you know that that are very relevant. Where we're relevant, then there's a there's a three episode arc about a school shooting that was done very shortly after Columbine. That was phenomenal. That had this show not been a WB drama, would have I promise you would have been nominated for Emmys because okay. of this. This, yeah, it's a big undertaking because it's a it's a network drama, so each season's like twenty four episodes and they're hour right. long. But it's all on Hulu, and if you ever find yourself at the time, I highly recommend it. All right, just uh, ooh, Hillary Hillary Burton's on it. I'm in. Hillary, yeah, Hillary Burton, um, <laughs> Sophia, uh, Bush. Sophia, Sophia Bush, yeah. Just a follow up, okay. uh, Seventh Heaven Dad, uh, the last work that he did. <laughs> Speaking of WB, uh, se- seventh heaven dad. <laughs> he hasn't worked since 2014, uh, which is the year that the uh, that the NYPD came uh, and came out with their investigation and that tape. Uh, so uh, he hasn't worked since 2014, and the irony 
Uh, and if we had the rights to it, I would love to play uh, Alanis Morissette's uh, Ironic in the background. The <laughs> irony is the last work that he did was a movie called Penance, where he played a priest. So um, oh. <laughs> I, I'm not making that up. I, that's that's the reason I, I brought it up. I'm like, role, I'm like, why would I bring? I'm like, it's so I, poetic. It's you know the role he's been preparing his whole life for. <laughs> and it's, I saw an episode once of the Law and Order SVU where he and the guy who played Warder Huntington Nerd and Legally Blonde were a father and son, and the kid did something rapey at like some whatever Ivy League school he was at, and his dad came in to like bail him out, and they were like Vanderbilt, uh, like you know, douchey white guys. Yeah, nice. sometimes these casting directors know what the fuck they're doing, man. Sometimes they're like, yeah. we gotta get, you know. Hey, look at Chris D'Elia. Yeah, look at Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Look at Chris D'Elia. <laughs> no, literally, <laughs> literally, just two different shows. But literally, just look at Chris D'Elia. That's all you have to fucking do. Is literally just look at him and go, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's right. A little too on the nose there, guys. Um, all right. So, Not acting. Uh, <laughs> is it really acting? The best uh, gimmick for yourself turned up to 11. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So, uh, the Bono, what do we got for number three? My number three is my one animated. Um, edition. This is a, this is a brother, this is a brother and sister that, um, if this show, I think that by the time this show is done with its run, if we were to do this episode again, they would be higher. I wanted to put them higher, but they haven't had enough time to develop. But I think that if the show continues in the trajectory that it is, they will continue to be absolutely one of the best. My number three is Morty and Summer Smith from Rick and um, Morty and Summer. A lot of people on Facebook have this, have this because it's fantastic. Because their relationship is absolutely incredible. Morty and Summer are the quintessential brother and sister that go to war over ninety five percent of things in this world, and they can't stand each other. They don't ever want to be around each other. But when it's all said and done, when everything is on the line. Nobody has Morty and Summer's back more than the other. The they have both in, in different situations talked the other out of nearly suicidal uh, uh, depressions and situations where they they are coming they're coming off of just absolutely horrible things and have managed to pull the other one back from the very very edge. Like I said, I would like to have them higher, but they just don't have the clout that some of these others do with so many seasons of character development behind them. But Morty and Summer, you you turn on an episode of Rick and Morty, and most of the time, if they're both on there, they hate each other. They can't stand each other. They want nothing to do with the other one. A lot of times, they don't even interact. A lot of times, it's kind of like they're they're very much like... It's almost like if it's the scene, it's Morty and Rick, and Summer walks in, like like Morty would leave. Like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah. where's that dumbass going? Oh, he's going to school or whatever. Like it's just one of those. And so right, and, and and from that aspect, I can see where it seems weird to put them on here, but those moments when they're together, you realize that their relationship is as much a keystone of the show as anybody's. For, uh, for anybody who doesn't watch Rick and Morty on a regular basis, yes, it's sci-fi, quirky, nonsense comedy, but it's a family drama. 
when it's all said and done, what makes Rick and Morty are the relationships between this family. And uh, Morty and Summer's relationship is just incredible because, like I said, I, they have literally almost killed each other before. Like, have actually, like, fought and used weapons and beaten each other half to death. But also, they have both known very deep, dark depressions because of different things that have happened and have had nobody to fall back on except for the other one. And that's when you realize that their relationship is so real and so palatable for somebody who has siblings to, to know that there, that there can simultaneously be nobody in the world that you hate more and nobody in the world that you love more. I think in the second season, maybe the third season, where I think it's the second season where Summer finally joins on, uh, like, with some of the, the kind of crazy adventures that they go on. And she's with them for a couple of episodes, and you kind of see them. Yeah. finally start to interact like the, a little like bit there. Like the Matt Max episode. Like they're, right. they're oh, so man, what a great episode. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, uh, it's it's uh, God, I can't think of the name of it. It's Rick Mansing the Stone is the name of that episode. <laughs> and, um, and it's like a Mad Max-style episode. But, yeah, like their relationship and their parents' recent uh, uh, separation yeah. is the core of that episode. And the two of them – simultaneously trying to deal with that while trying to understand how the other one is dealing with it and, and giving enough breathing room to the other one to deal with it, how they need to, but also being their tether to reality as they jump to what is literally a Mad Max dimension. Um, it's just, it, it's so unbelievably real. And Rick and Morty is a show that took me a long time to come around to because the fans as a general rule are insufferable and it's it's one of those shows that, that can be hard. Are they worse than Harry Potter fans? There's no such Potter thing as like, worse than Harry Potter fans. Right, but here's the thing. Rick and Morty fans think that solely by the fact that they're a Rick and Morty fan, then they're smarter than you. Like, than Harry Potter fans, okay. they think they're better, but at least they're not questioning my intelligence. Got it. But, well, like they, if you tell they, them but wait, 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 fan, wait! It's, fan, like, oh, it's, you're not it's kind of like they. Here's the thing, though: Harry Potter fans are questioning your intelligence because they think that they're better than you because they like Harry Potter. Do you understand how like that's like, hey, you're not cool enough, you're not smart enough to like Harry Potter. Therefore, I'm better than Maybe, you. For, for them, for them, uh, the thing is, I think you're right about Harry Potter. I don't think it's smart. I think it's woke. They yeah. think yeah. they're woke, and you're not because right into this world that a uh, like a really hateful racist created is she racist too, yeah. yeah was she racist uh, i don't know i know she's transphobic yeah transphobic, transphobic. Yeah. yeah is she's that racist super transphobic like she's, she's no. uh, like i said the big bigots a better very problematic yeah she's become very problematic yeah but um but anyway so like i said it, it it's hard to get into unless you get in at the ground floor but as you watch their character development and their relationship develop over what is four seasons now um it's it's incredible they're two very well written characters on what is very easy to write off as a nonsensical adult swim mishmash of garbage like without watching it it's very easy to not understand what makes Rick and Morty great but when you do watch it you understand that it's the relationship and that it is a family drama and that Morty and Summer 
are quintessential to each other's lives. And just they're they're a great sibling pairing. Like I said, if we were to do this episode in six years, they would probably be higher on my list because they still have time uh, to develop their relationship. It's a great pick, man. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, I'm one of those insufferable Rick and Morty fans. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm, uh, <laughs> me me and Jeff got on Dave hard as fuck. We're like, you haven't watched? What the fuck? Who are you? Like we were just. Yeah, really, it, really, was, uh, it was it was sometime uh, last year. And uh, it, I think season three had had ended, and they it were like, "It takes forever for him to put him on Hulu." <laughs> they, they were like, they were talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I haven't seen it, and it doesn't really look like my thing." And they're like, "Bro, you're fucking like just that's absurd, you're awful, that's absurd." Like, yeah. it, but to and hear to break, hear to hear off, David I heard what you were about to, to hear David to <laughs> to hear David of all people. Say <laughs> Rick and Morty doesn't seem like my thing. It's like, do you like animation? Check. Do you like science fiction? Check. Do you like raw, uh, 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 like you know, fucking uh, adult language? Crude. Uh, crude. Uh, check. It's like, uh, what the fuck is it? What are, What are we talking about? Do you like science? Check. Like, who the fuck are like this? Was made for fucking <laughs> yeah. David, and it was absurd. Like, we were just <laughs> insulted. We're like, this is. You, you, you know, you know what it is? Is it, it? It's like the bonus says is that the the fans of the show are so rabid about it. Yes. Like yeah. the whole Szechuan sauce thing where they're like, Rick and yeah. Morty said it's great, so McDonald's has to bring it back. I just... And I, they did, though. Anything that... And they did, that though. To me, any, anything that is, is so, like, <laughs> um, uh, just creates rabid fans like that, I, I immediately am turned off to it. Hey, man, I'm so with literally you. Literally everything that you like, <laughs> but the, but a lot of those things I came like to a organically. like a populace of rabid fans, and, not and like also, and David just sit around loving Blade Runner. <laughs> right. Well, and that's okay, the wait, thing is you that you are the only people I know that are like that passionate about Blade Runner. You <laughs> show a lot of shit that a lot of people like. So slow your roll there, sir. The, the the thing is that I um a lot of the things that I love I have been loving since before the internet <laughs> and and before you knew classic metallica fan <laughs> no, it's, it's right yeah but, he's such, uh, but, he's oh, such a hipster like he's it. such a yeah. hipster oh, like i like this shit before you like it bro what a fucking tool bag you sound like right now what i'm trying to say is that i, I these things were a part of of my, you just came uh, to it organically. Joke. Just say Analog. you came to it organically, not because of the fucking wild fan base pressured you into hey, it. Just say I, that. that is, that's what I said. I said that earlier. Hey. I came to it organically, and so I later learned that there is a rabid fan base. So, yes, there is a rabid Star Trek fan base, right? I mean, that one you kind of knew going into it that, you know, there was a rabid Star Trek fan base, but, you know... Not everything. Like, I didn't know that there was a huge Doctor Who fan base when I first got into Doctor Who. I'll I give thought, you that one. I, thought, I, did the same I thing. thought that it was like an old sci-fi TV show from the times of like, you know, the, the prisoner and stuff like that. And I just kind of got into it, you know, and then I come to find out that it's just as bad as the Harry Potter fans. 
You know, like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're not you're not into Doctor Who. We're, we're getting off. We're, go, we're going off on Doctor tangents. Who. We're going off on tangents. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's sorry, try sorry. to. And I, I completely hey. just to just to uh, uh, episode but, idea worst fan bases. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm completely aware. I'm going through it right now as we speak. I'm watching everybody lose their shit over Hamilton, and I'm like, all right, guys. Let's move on with the conversation. Let's move on to another topic. And then, no, I want to talk about Hamilton right now. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. All right. Um, so, hey, does, does Metallica sound warmer on vinyl? Oh, it does. <laughs> Thank you. So much warmer. So uh, All right. So, Morty and Summer. So, my number three is uh, Adam and Barry Goldberg. Oh, what a great fucking pick, dude. That is a great pick. Adam. The Snoopy and Big Tasty. What a great fucking pick. (laughs) Now, that's one that I've only seen a couple episodes of. Oh, Goldberg is... What a great show, dude. I think... uh, Oh, my God. What a fucking fantastic I think current sitcoms uh, in the last 10 years, I think that would be up there as one of the best sitcoms in the last... Okay. It's 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 never been nominated for any Emmy. It's it's so fucking good. I would put... I I mean, my favorite shows on TV right now are Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Goldbergs. Those are my favorite uh, sitcoms. Those are my favorite... uh, It's so good. It's so good. Um... Go when I finish my Rock of Love rewatch, I'll be looking for something else. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, Adam and uh, Adam and Barry Goldberg because it's the best trash ever put on. TV. Uh, well, if you unless until you watch Ninety Day Fiance, <laughs> let's get let's hold off on that. Let's hold off on that, sir. Let's hold off on that. I see your dumpster and raise you a dumpster fire. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, Adam and Barry Goldberg are uh, fantastic. I, I love the the fact that their relationship has evolved, and yet they still find ways because of Barry's absolute fucking sociopathic behavior they still find ways that even though he's in college and at the end of the current season Adam is about to graduate high school they still find ways to be able to fucking punch each other and roll around on the fucking floor where Barry is you know like the show started off with like Barry being obviously older and taller than Adam and now it's like oh I'm beating up on my little brother but it's like mm, your little brother's uh, taller than you so I don't know how this is gonna fucking work uh, it's kind of like what yeah. they did with Carlton and Fresh Prince where like Carlton's a little nerd and then it's like oh look Carlton's still the nerd is like wait but he has a fucking six pack right like we're all fucking gonna yeah. just pretend yeah. also, just... Watch him, also watch him in this strip club yeah like <laughs> we're, so we're just all supposed to like turn a blind eye to the fact that this guy has a completely muscular body Body and he's the quote unquote nerd. Like we, all right, that's fine. Fuck it, fuck it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Change the on viv. Change the on viv. Or fucking go with it. Um, uh, <laughs> but I love, I love Adam and Barry Goldberg. I had a very difficult uh, choice between Adam and Barry Goldberg and Barry and Erica Goldberg uh, because those two are also fantastic. Um, I was I, when I ran this list by uh, Missy, our friend Missy, and my wife uh, uh, separately. I was hoping that them two would talk me out of it and make me go with like like try to talk me into Erica and Barry and uh, and they both of them did say the same thing. They're like, "What about Barry and Erica?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I got no reason not to put them on there." And they're like, "Yeah, but Barry and Adam are very good." Like so. No, I think it's the better yeah. choice. I love Erica. 
but I think I think there is uh, here's here's what I will say story. here's what I will say about that this is my pick and I'm still and I'll still critique it fairly I think I think Adam and Barry in the earlier seasons are better uh, sibling relationship that's what I was gonna I, say and Barry I think and I Erica was, are good now Barry and Erica for the last two seasons that they've been in college mm-hmm. have been fucking amazing and I think that's just yeah they're uh, good now that's a, a, a not just a writing issue but that's a issue of more screen time together I mean that's a thing they, they're literally living together at some point uh, so right. uh, I, I mean alone living together alone obviously that's, not in the house but it's great that's one of the reasons why neither of them made my list is because we got like like three really good seasons of of really like Barry and, and Adam and we've gotten like two or three really good seasons now of, of Barry and Erica. Um but we, we never really have gotten them throughout like the whole show. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I also I, I think that as I think that there's a lot of quality there but there's not necessarily a lot of quantity like we we see a lot more interaction of like barry and the jtp and and adam and like pops early on jtp and then adam and his friends at jtp <laughs> um and and not as much of the the siblings together but what you do have with the siblings is fucking gold man it's goldberg it's the, goldberg the fact, the fact that barry goldberg goes on to be like and this is not a spoiler like they say this early on like goes well goes on to do professionally what he you're covering a mic you're covering a mic you're covering a mic i am i am so sorry i said that the fact that barry goldberg goes on to do professionally what he ends up doing is mind-blowing to me because if he was an ace of the fucking shenaniganizer that he is on that show because i know it's obviously exaggerated but if he's even like in his little, like his left pinky that bad, I cannot even believe that he accomplishes what he accomplishes. Well, you know, some people who so, some some people who are who, some people who are uh, grumpy and and angry grow up to be things like doctors and teachers. Uh, yeah. All right, they sure, they sure do. We do. Uh, <laughs> All right. So a lot of people blame my grumpiness and angriness on my height, when in fact it's not a Napoleon <laughs> complex. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's doubting it. Man. Nobody's gonna fight you on this at all. At all. No. Every, everybody's like, all right. Well, he's self-aware. Uh, the replicant has been self-aware. The replicant is self-aware. Uh, so, no lies detected. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. So our number threes. I'm sorry. Are Jack and Diane Johnson, Nathan and Lucas from One Tree Hill, Morty and Summer from uh, Rick and Morty. And Adam and Barry Goldberg from the Goldbergs. Round two. Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right. Uh, Dave, what you got for number two? What you, what you, what you got? My number two is, uh, ooh, nice. Uh, My number two is a sibling duo that I came across fairly recently, like in the last... um, maybe year and a half. And uh, I just immediately fell in love with them. And it's David and Alexis Rose from Shit's Creek. Hey, well, that's shit. Oh. Okay. David 
and Alexa. Oh, it's a good ass pick, though. Rose. Uh, I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I do appreciate the fact that this is the first table that we've had. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Stephanie, what's your number two? My number two is Claire Mitchell Pritchett or Claire Dumphy and Mitchell Pritchett from Modern Family. Modern Family has a lot of really good options. Um, like Blackish has a lot of great options, but uh, for me, Claire and Mitchell really do evolve as siblings over the course of the show, and it's very, very subtle. And I didn't realize really how much they changed and how much their relationship grew until this last season. When I, I don't want to, if, if, if people, I don't know who's seen it, who's not seen it. But there was a death this last season, um, and it, I didn't realize how much they grew, and so it rocked their world, especially for Claire, because Claire uh, was was kind of, not estranged, but did not have a good relationship with this character, and to see her leaning on Mitchell, and Mitchell, what he does for her, and like just that's when it kind of hit me, like how much they've actually, you know, grown together. They very much do the thing, this, the, the sibling thing of like, you know, they call each other out on their on their bullshit. They bring up they drugs of shit from like when they were kids. And in this past season, there's this episode where they go on, um, they try to steal a tro- uh, an ice skating trophy back from their school. So they break into <laughs> their school to come and and and, uh, and and take it back home. And um, so so and and Claire Claire is very very type A. So is Mitchell. Like they're very, very type A people, and you don't really see two type A people like interact a lot. And you don't. And so I, I find that dynamic really interesting because they're both very neurotic and tightly wound. And but it, so they're similar, but they're still very different. Um, they they both have the relationship that they have with Jay. Also, um, is it Claire is like his golden child, and Mitchell because he's gay has always had. Jay has never. Jay, Jay had a hard time, you know, coming to terms with that and, and finally accepting that. So I, I love that show. I, uh, that's a show for me that has was pretty consistent throughout its entire run. Um, there's a lot of great relationships on that show in general, whether it's sibling, you know, spouse, spousal, whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm a couple seasons behind on that, so I don't know the death you're talking about. <coughs> Okay. But, um, oh, I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. No, it, it's not anything I would be upset about. It's a show. That, it's a show that I, <coughs> excuse me, really do like when I watch it. It's just one that I never really think about. But I always think about them ice skating. Like when I think about their relationship, I think about when you first learned yeah. about them ice skating together. And yeah. um, and and I I think you're right in the fact that it, it's weird that they're presented as they're presented as immediately being so similar and it's on you to find the, the differences. differences whereas mm-hmm. so often you're you're drawn to these sibling pairings that are so different and then like you find these like really like charming moments where they're the same they're they're both presented you're right it's like as type a and really tightly wound so then when you find those mm-hmm. moments where, and they both like dudes and um then you find those <laughs> then you find those moments where, where they are different and and that's what makes them as interesting as as others that we're talking about where you find the times that make them the same that are right mm. i really appreciate their relationship all right um i i, I love this pick i, I can't add any more okay. to, to what anyone else said but Thank just you. To say, I love it. Yeah. all right uh uh the bono what do you got for your number two 
So my number two is the first of two picks I have that are two of three siblings. And I knew that I wanted these families in it, and I had to figure out which of the two I was going to pick. My number two is our siblings that made each other better, whereas I think that the third sibling made either one of these people worse, and that's why I put these two together. My number two are Jamie and Tyrion Lannister. It's a great, great pick. It's in honor of the Lannisters are an honorable mention for me. And so, you know, uh, initially I was like, man, the Lannisters are so fucking weird, right? And and I don't know how I feel about that. But when you when you look at Game of Thrones as a whole, any time that Jamie and Tyrion were interacting, they were both learning to be better people. Mm-hmm. And so much hinged on the fact that they needed each other. Jamie thought he needed Cersei this right up until the very end unfortunately <laughs> but mm-hmm. who Jamie actually needed was Tyrion and Tyrion needed Jamie to be his connection to for lack of a better word the regular world because he had spent so much time as the outcast and the one that nobody wanted anything to do with and and What's bizarre about that is Tyrion was also Jamie's anchor to what it's like to be normal and not Lannister royalty asshole. And so they they desperately needed each other, even though, you know, till the very end of the show, neither one of them would probably ever admit it. What they always made each other a better person. Uh they were always there for each other when they could and needed to be uh they helped each other through everything with, you know, with, I'm just going to assume people watching him with Thrones be at it, with Jamie losing his hand and, what? and with Tyrion needing a champion um, and things like that. They, they were always there for each other and their character. He helped him get out when he killed Tywin. I mean, yeah. You know. And their, their character arcs were so insanely twisted together. Not like twisted in a bad way, just twisted. Right. That, that, Interwound. There we go. Much better. That one could never have been what they were by the end without the other. They're they're in. We, this is a show where we've seen their entire story arc play out and we saw where they started and we saw where they ended. And throughout that, you can just watch as the two of them interacted and were always what the other one needed to be a better human being. Just in general, did did they both end up being great human beings? No, but they made the other one better, and it was Cersei who always stood to make them worse. And right. so that's why I think these these were the two that I needed to pick because of the fact that they needed each other. Jamie thought that who he needed was Cersei, but who he really needed, who he needed to live a fulfilling life was Tyrion and Tyrion needed Jamie to remind him that he could be bigger and better things and bigger (laughs) right Uh, I realized it after I said it but uh, but he could he could be better than just the drunken whoremongering dwarf which I'm I'm not I'm not being bigoted those are the words that they use in Game of Thrones um yeah don't be judging they're they're both they're both (laughs) They're both great, great characters, 
just absolutely incredible characters. Jamie Lannister, I pulled for right until the absolute bitter what end. What a disappointment yeah. to a character. All really. over my heart. Oh, I mean, we can I we, we can go on and on about that ending. I know, but yeah. I love it. So, right. so you were saying? So yeah. Anyway, like so, just Jamie and Tyrion being together made for an incredible duo. They were amazing together. I, I think that everything they did was for the benefit of themselves and directly that other one. I think that anything and everything they did, the other one was always who was in the back of their head helping to guide those choices, especially when it was with Jamie, when it was areas of humanity. He had to have Tyrion in the back of his head to keep him level. And with Tyrion, it, it was issues of power and things like that where he had to have Jamie and his viewpoint in the back of his head to help him understand the best ways to do things. And uh, I think that Jamie and Tyrion just were, were absolutely the power couple of Game of Thrones. So they are my number two. When you were just describing how you made your list, this is the, the, the siblings were that popped into my head. Yeah. I, I just I, I think I think that they 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 so are like so many sibling rivalries that that rivalry makes both of you a better person. Right. That's a great pick. Okay. Uh, my number two is the brother and sister. Uh, it's the girl that Ross was dating with her brother. Oh, so your pick okay. isn't all? Kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that episode of Friends always makes me laugh when he, Ross is dating this chick and then she has a creepy, inappropriate relationship with her brother. And, uh, it's, and Rachel that's, it's Rachel that's dating the guy that has an inappropriate That's right, that's what it is. It's Rachel. Ha- they, no, is it Rachel? Yeah, it's Danny. That's the, that's the name of the guy. And isn't Rebecca Romaine a sister? No, Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine is the girl that Ross dates. That's the dirty girl. That yes, that, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, I always, I always love that episode. I always love that episode where uh, Joey's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, that sucks," and he's like, "Yeah, that's her, that's her sister," and he's like, "That's her sister?" Like that was so <laughs> fucking great. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my number two is uh, arguably the most realistic brother relationships uh that i've seen on tv uh it is ray and robert barone uh i i i love this pick it didn't make my my mountain but i love this pick i i thought about that but i just can't stand that show yeah i don't know i don't know we've talked about this before right that you just don't like it and i'm like i don't want to i love that fucking show i'm Uh, like and I, i can't even pinpoint what it is i don't like about it i just i just can't get behind that show uh that show is fantastic. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so I, I'm with you. Ray Robert Barone, uh, it, it is the most realistic relationship. It is the, you know, it's this whole, like, jealousy of the younger sibling and this whole dynamic of... Um, uh, all, it's all per- per- perpetrated by the, the, the mom. You know, the mom treats... Yeah. Clearly treats Ray better than, than Robert... Robert's jealous of that, takes it out on Ray, and they go back and forth, and uh, everything between, you know, everything from the how uh, Robert eats food by touching his chin to it first, to uh, <laughs> to Ray making fun of Robert's height, like it's so much other, like it's so, and they're constantly fighting, they're constantly busting balls, they're constantly like, making fun of each other, uh, but yeah, then you see those moments, uh, the, the, the series finale is a perfect example 
of them being siblings where Ray has to have uh, a medical procedure done and, and they say it's not a big deal or whatever. And uh, Ray says, uh, R- Robert says, uh, if he, um, if you need blood, I'm not going to do shit. I'm not going to donate blood. Like, I just don't, he doesn't like needles. It's a whole thing. He makes it a point in the beginning of the episode. Then it turns out that he wasn't waking up from the anesthesia, that there was a problem with him waking up in the anesthesia. Immediately, Robert hears, is there a problem? Look, what does he need? Does he need blood? I could donate. I donate. Here, take my blood. And he immediately jumps in. And there was a tender moment within this crazy, like, uh, exaggerated moment. Because, you know, you, you never, as an audience member, never got a sense that Ray was going to fucking die in the series finale. Um, but you did get a sense of, like, oh, he's just that's a perfect brother example like i'm gonna talk shit to your face all fucking day but when the chips are down and something really happens i'm not gonna blink and hesitate to be your fucking brother to volunteer to be that guy uh another episode is when ray finally goes on a ride-along because robert being a cop he goes on a ride-along and he gets to see robert being this badass cop that he, he never took him serious as, a, as anything. And when he gets to see him as a cop and he couldn't let it go, he's like, no, you were great. You were fantastic. And he kept trying to tell other people in the family how great Robert is as a cop. And they just, and nobody, like, nobody could care. Like, it was one of those things where nobody took him serious. And and you can see that the Ray got this whole new sense of respect for Robert then. I, I mean, there are certain episodes where you just go, that's, and then, but 90% of the time, they're just busting on each other's balls. They're just making yeah, fun of each say, other. I was going to say, that happens so infrequently. But I, I think that because they knew that they played so well off each other and that sort of like and, but that's life squabbling though. way but that's life though life is life yeah. life with siblings is 90 to 95 percent of i'm just gonna bust your balls where you know that like we're not getting touchy-feely every single time we see each other like that's not fucking a thing right. like life is just like you're my brother and we're, you're a fucking idiot remember that time you fucking hit me when we were kids you're a dick and blah blah but when those five percent of life comes around and you'll be like hey this is it's real time. That's when, you know, that's the whole point of being, that's the whole sibling dynamic, I think. That's why I think it's the most realistic because 90, 95% of the time it's just Ray and Robert making fun of each other. And it's just, and, and they do a great job at that. Um, but I, and, I love that relationship. And I will, ab- I will absolutely say, uh, it's it, it really, it's the mom that, that kills that show for me, but it is, their relationship is <laughs> the fucking best part of the show. Like, it really is the best part of the show that kills that show for me. Like, what the fuck did he just say? Are you, what? Uh, oh, man. But, but their, their, their relationship is, and, and any time I've ever seen the show, it is absolutely the funniest part of the show to me, is seeing the two of them interact. So while I'm not a huge fan of the show, I do really like the pick because it, they, they are great together. I just love that show. But quick story: if you guys ever watched, there's like a they won the cast won like a TV Land Award right after the series ended, maybe like a year after the series ended, or or the year that the series ended. One of those two, it was like a TV Land Award or whatever, and they won for bet. You know, they won. It was like a commemorative, like you know, it was like a lifetime achievement award or the equivalent of a lifetime achievement award for the entire cast. And they went up on stage, and they were the last ones to be that to be presented because they were the award of the night and they went up on stage and everybody had a time to talk the entire family including the children were there uh the kids who played the 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 kids uh um the actors that played the kids i'm sorry so they went on and everybody had their say and thank you very much and uh i forget his name uh robert uh i forget his name uh greg barrett um brett 
Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Greg Barrett is another guy. <laughs> I love the fact that I said just switch the, the first letter of each name. Uh, so Brad Garrett goes on stage and demolishes. I'm talking about, look, as a fucking professional stand-up comedian, I could watch this guy's go up and he destroyed the fucking room making fun of Ray Romano hey take a look uh, you know look over here those are what the kids look like and like, he just destroyed Ray Romano like he just the whole room was fucking in stitches it was fantastic and then he gets out and then he steps aside and Ray Romano steps onto the microphone and he's laughing and he goes man that was good that was good maybe if you were that funny maybe the show would have gone on for a couple more years and <laughs> it just it's like immediately he fucking lets him know motherfucker I'm Ray motherfucking Romano I'm one of the best stand up comedians of all time and it was like one of those things where it was so great don't like, forget I, who signs your checks yeah yeah it was so <laughs> great it was like that, he's like oh man that was good that was good maybe if you would have been that funny during the show we would have had a, a couple more seasons immediately just put you in check like all right just fucking recognize who you're talking to and it, I just it was that was fucking great man but again that relationship transcended on screen that that relationship came off through the screen uh so that's my number two uh so for number twos we have david and alexa rose uh claire alexis, alexis? yeah, yeah. Uh, alexis rose uh claire and mitchell dumphy uh and jamie and Tyrion lannister and ray and robert barone uh honorable mentions what do we got all right. Uh, let me go to our Facebook Steph, You wanna you wanna give yours? Well, I can give mine. I have a lot of them because no, this you actually no, you got four. Was... You have four. That's what you have. Um, this is America still. Okay. And... Well, I'm I'm somebody with a soundboard. <laughs> I'm, gonna... I'm going to go ahead and say I'm someone with a soundboard, and you have four. So this is a despite this being my choice in category, this is actually very hard for me to do. Um, so honorable mentions for me will be TJ and Stephanie Tanner. Um, the, just because I grew up watching Full House and, and, and I, and their relationship on Fuller House now has really developed a lot. Um, I know that they're not a duo, but the Blues from Arrested Development, I feel has uh, to like at least be mentioned because yeah. they're amazing. Um, particularly Michael and Job. Yeah, Michael and Job. Yeah, I, I, yeah. they like barely, barely made it to my uh, number four. It was just I wanted to put an animated one. Yeah, um, and then also uh, everybody else has pretty much kind of already been mentioned, but I was this close from putting John Ralphio, Mona Lisa, Saperstein on this list. <laughs> just they were going to be my number four if somebody had a question. If somebody had. If somebody was going to question Will and Carlton, that's why I was I was more than happy. I would be like, if you guys don't want me to let, if you guys don't want to let me have this, go fine, take it away from me. Because immediately was going to be like John <laughs> Raphael, <laughs> Mona Lisa, because and down so, my favorite parts and right character. <laughs> they're so ancillary to the show, they do nothing to move the story along whatsoever. But they're so ridiculous, and they hate each other so much. But it's that last episode with the fucking don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't that be suspicious. Really, like, don't be suspicious. Oh, okay. Don't so they do suspicious. have some kind of relationship. <laughs> She's my sister from the same mister. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, what do we got for Facebook? What do we uh, okay, got so for the list of the On the Facebook, we've got John Evans gave us uh, Monica and Ross Geller. 
um, Dennis and D. Reynolds, Clarissa and Ferguson Darling. Oh my <laughs> God! Yes, Clarissa <laughs> Ferguson. What a great pick! Oh, what a pick! And uh, Chuck and Ellie Bartowski. Uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Chuck and Ellie Bartowski is. Is that from Chuck? I don't think so. I, I, I watched a bit of Chuck and I don't remember him having Oh no, he had a sister. That's a fact. I just don't remember their last name. And I don't yeah, remember Chuck, I remember Chuck Portowski, that's from Chuck. Oh, okay. okay. That's from Chuck. Yeah, yeah. He had a sister. Um so Jemiah had uh, at number four Morty and Summer, number yeah. three, Rudy and Denise, number two, Lisa and Bart, and number one, Alex and Jennifer from Family Ties. Uh honorable mentions he had Jack and Diane, Brandon and Brenda, uh Charlie and Alan from Two and a Half Men, and Lip and Ian. Shameless. Brandon and Brenda is a solid pick. Brandon and Brendan are, yeah. They considered them for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Dave Lamont put Bart and Lisa Simpson, Niles and Fraser Crane, Tom and Dick Smothers, Ross and Monica. Pete Perez put Keenan and Kel. That's it. So statue. Very, very nice statue. I don't even think he, uh, are Keenan, were Keenan and Kel brothers? I, I, don't, I don't think they're brothers. I mean, no. just best friends. Yeah. But uh, okay, uh, my friend and yours. Who did, you ma- Who did you mention? My AirPods died for a second. Sorry. Keenan and Cal. Keenan and Cal. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're just friends. They're not brothers. Oh. Right. Uh, my friend and yours, uh, Louis Essman, has uh, number four Pete and Pete, number three Tia and Tamara, number two Bart and Lisa, number one Ross and Monica. Jason Santiago has uh, at number four Cersei and Jamie Lannister, number three. Oh, that's the Dexter. wrong thing. <laughs> It's an interesting relationship. Uh, Dexter and Deborah Morgan. Oh, uh, Dexter and Deborah. Like, this guy has two incest siblings on his mouth. Oh, Dexter and Deborah weren't incestuous. It doesn't matter. They were <laughs> together. It's it may so not have been a great weird. pick, though. That, that, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, Debona, Debona, hang on a second. No. On, 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 on a porn site, would that be called? Uh, would that be an incest video? Yes, it would. All right. Uh, but on a, on a porn site, they're also not actually related. So I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Why would you bring that up as an example? Seriously, so Dexter and Deborah is a really, really good pick because that is another one where those are two siblings that needed each other to if stay they, grounded. I really yeah. would have considered that had they not, if they didn't try to hook them up like yeah, randomly in the show for like yeah. four seconds. The fact that that was even in there was like disrespectful, in my opinion. But and it, but but yeah, I agree. Otherwise, like as a brother and sister, they're good. But don't try, like stop trying to make stuff happen. Because no. Uh, Jason's number two was Lip and Ian Gallagher, and number one, Lisa and Bart Simpson. Uh, Daniel Wagner says no one is going to say Sweet D and Dennis Reynolds. Uh, Alex Suarez Swarley. Uh, put Sam and Dean from Supernatural, Morty and Summer from Rick and Morty, Corey and Eric Matthews, Boy Meets World, Ross and Monica from Friends, honorable mentions to Nathan and Lucas from One Tree Hill, Tia and Tamara, Pete and Pete, and DJ and Stephanie Tanner. But he put Fuller House. He specifically put Fuller House. Their relationship was better on Fuller. He's like, I want to make sure we pick the shittier series. Just making sure I want to go ahead and clarify, <laughs> I want the shittier series on, on the file. Exact- 
same series. Uh, here's a problem. Here's a problem. When you have the exact same series, when you have the exact same series 30 years later, when the world has changed and you have still have the exact same series, it yeah. makes it by default the shittier series. Because right. you no longer have the prism of time to be like, well, in this time and it was the different. first one wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. That first one is pure nostalgia. That's yeah. the only reason why, why anyone likes it. Uh, me included. So, uh, and then we have uh, our, 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 our friend Jeffrey here, our, our brother, to keep it family related. Uh, at number four, Malcolm and Reese, who was uh, someone, uh, a couple I considered. I couldn't uh, pick between the three. Like, I couldn't just yeah. put two of them together, so I left them off. Because Ma- Malcolm and Dewey's pretty good, too. And, and actually, Reese and Dewey are really good. I don't they know. What show are, is yeah, this? Yeah. What show is it? I have Malcolm no in the middle. middle. Oh, okay. And just okay. any pairing of the three yes. brothers is so good, I couldn't just put two of them on my list. Correct. Uh, Correct. He put Job and Buster. Um, I... I Personally, prefer Job and Michael, but Job and Buster. Yeah, Buster's great. relationship is better with Lucille. It's not. Yeah, it's Buster yeah. and Lucille. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his number two was Fraser and Niles, and number one, Sam and Dean Winchester, which uh, I think any one of us could have called. Yep. <laughs> I literally called. He literally texted me and said, I'm very proud of my list. And I said, I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume you have the guys from uh, uh, Supernatural. Supernatural and Fra- Niles and Frazier. And he goes, I'm not a monster. And I'm like, all right, well, that's <laughs> again, again. Again, I didn't. Even, I haven't even looked at his list. Now, this is the first time I'm hearing of his list, and I'm like, yeah, no, I caught two of those. And I'm going to say this right now. Now that they've been brought up, so hope if they're if they're, I'm guessing based on reactions there, and we know what Stephanie's number one is that they're nobody's number one. My issue with Sam and Dean is while they're great together, ninety percent of that show could have been avoided if the other one weren't lying to the other one. <laughs> So much I've of the problem supernatural is every season, every season after like season two is strictly centered around Sam or Dean lying to the other one about something. And at the two thirds <laughs> mark for act three, they're like, I've been lying and now all hell's breaking loose, quite literally. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> it's been 15 years of that bullshit. Yes. Yes. It's been 15 years of. I was doing the best for you, so I didn't want you to know. Like, right. God damn it, I love you, Jansen Ackles, but quit fucking around. <laughs> All right, uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, our honorable mentions. Um, I've talked about all but two of them. So uh, Lucas and Erica Sinclair from Stranger Things. Uh, that was this last season. Erica Sinclair is... So this last season, seasons one and two, I think, are like neck and neck. They're they're both like fan, right. fan uh, fucking fantastic. Honorable mentions, honorable mentions. We're, we're but like, season okay. three, okay, you really get okay. So then the uh, the other honorable mention, and and I didn't think about this. Uh, I thought about it briefly yesterday, and I forgot about it because that's my thing. Until you mentioned um, Morty and Summer, but Yumulak and Jesse from Solar Opposites. Oh, oh so man, good. are so fucking good and and if it wouldn't be for the fact that they've only had one season and it's only been eight episodes uh i can guarantee to you that it would have made my my mouth because those two together are fucking unstoppable that that episode where she's that episode where she's trying to teach him that being nice is all that matters and it completely fucking backfires (laughs) 
<laughs> is so fucking good. They go into the biker bar and it's like, it's not me, it's yeah. the suit. Oh, fuck, dude. It's so good, dude. It's so good. The, uh, the, the episode where um, they're told at the very beginning by the principal, you know, listen, uh, you, you have to be on time every single day. Uh, you can't miss school anymore. And that's the last day before they go on summer break. And so they show up every day from summer and they, they think that it's some sort of test and they're teaching each other. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking great. Throughout fucking... the whole summer break. And so like, she's teaching him like through rap and it's, it's just fucking, it's, it's, it's so awesome. It's great. They're, they're so fantastic together. The bono, what do you got for honorable mentions? Uh, my honorable mentions, um, probably the most realistic, I think brother relationship I've seen on TV, Eric and Corey Matthews from boy meets world. Um, are very, very good. Um, one that would have maybe made my list if they'd had more time together are Buffy and Don Summers. Yep. Um, Don is so hated by the Buffy I, fandom, I, though. I know she is, but I think the Buffy. I don't Don get it. I don't get it, together. but people hate her. Um, but here's a here's uh, Mike, here's a little asterisk, right? Here's a little question mark. Is that her sister? Because she's actually made from a piece of Buffy, so that would make her a clone-ish. Right. So that's a thing so, of like, yeah. Hence, honorable mention. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm with you, I, but I'm with, I, yeah. look, she's on my honorable mentions too. They're on my honorable mentions. <laughs> I, we're, we're, me and you are on the same page, um, buddy. Uh, Michael Schofield and Lincoln Burroughs from Prison Break. Um, I, I think forgot are, about that show. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, uh, that show really went off the rails and got super weird, but they were great together. My favorite and, part of that show is when, it be, when they became legends. exactly exactly. they're in Legends of Tomorrow and and they play friends and it's the whole thing it's the same um, and my last one was one that I desperately wanted to make my list but for the same reason that I couldn't pick between any of the Reese brothers I could not pick any two of these sisters so my last one is a pairing it's a it's a quadruplet Prue Piper Paige and Phoebe um, I, I couldn't just pick two of them to put together, but I love Charm, and their the the whole show is their yeah. relationship. It is the absolute reason the show exists. Um, like I said, I couldn't pick just two of them, so that's why they had to slide yeah. down it. I I I I almost I wanted to pick the Starks, like some amalgamation of the Starks, but I couldn't figure out just two of them alone because you needed like i really consider just sansa and Arya, but you can't do that i couldn't do that to, like you can't do that to sansa's an opinion. awful right, fucking see, sister and I, the, the, the closest <laughs> i got the to fuck out of here sansa's an the awful sister bro the queen of the north um, <laughs> the closest i got to putting the starks on here was sansa and john but then yeah like you said i couldn't yeah, leave that's the thing is how do you leave Arya out of that yeah. you know so well, the the, the you one don't. That I bumped the question, the answer is four. you don't. You put Arya there, you take Sansa out. That's the fucking. That's just the answer. I was going to put that. that. Yeah. You never leave Sansa out. Sansa, the, uh, awful sister. The, in fact, everybody left Sansa out, and she was one of the last ones standing. Yes, because she was an awful sister. Because she was an awful sister. We're not talking about how badass she is. She's badass. We get it. She's an awful sister. By okay. doing the best. By doing the best for her entire family and all of her people, right? Oh, right. At the end, at the exactly. end, at the so end. Wait. But let's let's hey hey, uh, Prince Joffrey. Oh, we can't Prince, develop oh, Prince Prince Joffrey's an asshole. Prince Joffrey's an asshole. Uh, right? Isn't that right, Sansa? No, I don't know what you're talking about, sister. I'm gonna fucking go against you. Oh, and by the way, I'm fucking kill the baby wolf. He was a little 
Kill, hey, kill the what baby wolf. So what? Anya, Anya was younger than her and still was a fucking good person even then. Don't fucking put it on age, fucking father from uh, Seventh Heaven. Don't blame age for this. Are you okay? First off, Arya not always a great person. She was a revenge-driven. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, hey. We're not talking about great person. We're not talking about great. We're not talking about great person. We're not. We're not talking about great person. We're talking about great sister. She was a great sister always. Great person. Hey, man. Fucking, you know, bad people make great siblings, and great siblings make bad people. Those are the examples I'm trying to give you. Every person she killed was for her family. Exactly. Exactly. Everything Sansa did was for her family. Uh, except, ex- except, you know, except, you know, in the very first season when she could have fucking said, hey. "Yeah, Joffrey oh, you was mean a when fucking complete." Carried off to a psychopath and stayed. No, no, him? before that, before and that, that's the second season. First season, on top of that, very no. first season, she was just fucking. Here. Hey, hey, Dan, kill Dan, the wolf. Do you kill want the wolf. Write the essay title in defense of Sansa Stark? With so. you want to go after that with me? I do. Okay. All right. Nobody's saying that she wasn't a great queen. We're not saying that. We're just saying that she's a great. She wasn't a good sibling, not until the very fucking last season. That's all I'm saying. Sibling. Wrong, the conversation is about siblings. Jesus, she I sold mean, out her fucking. Wrong. She sold out her so family wrong. in the first season. I don't understand. And then she literally. And then <laughs> Stephanie literally blames it on her being a child, which is fucking dumb. Uh, so I'm, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the same card that Neri pulled. This is a fucking honorable mention. Yeah. Can we move on. Please? Can we fucking move on? Can we move on? <laughs> It wasn't even an honorable mention. It's just one. <laughs> it wasn't an honorable mention. <sighs> All right. Uh, my anyway, what did you bump from your number four, David? Oh, it was the turtles. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. The right uh, answer is Leo and Rat. Uh, or or Don and Mike, but whatever. I mean, that's Don, just fine. Donnie and Mike. You, I mean, yeah. I, I you've been wrong multiple yeah, times. You know you've been wrong multiple I'm times already, right Debona. That's I'm not, with you, know. you on the Leo and Rat. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm with you, Debona. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my honorable mentions from those of those for those who have not been uh, spoken about yet uh, are Oliver and Thea Queen. Uh, Good. Dick. Joey and Blossom. Uh, Nate. Oh my God! I forgot about Joey and Blossom. Uh, yeah. Uh, N- Nate and David Fisher, uh, from Six Feet Under. Uh, I really love that fucking show. Never I think, seen that show. Oh, God, so never good. seen it. That show. I've been wanting to watch it for years. I've never. Seen that it. show is so great, and the reason it doesn't get spoken about more often is because right after that, Michael C. He did fucking Dexter. So Dexter. it's like it's like the fucking it's like oh but this show was so it's fucking excellent it's just excellent. But I feel like that show got overshadowed by Sopranos a lot too. Again, yeah, it's a, it's a multitude of things. It was just it was I don't know it's so weird. Like if if they were if that if that would happen now it wouldn't get overshadowed because now in the in the world of streaming there is no picking and choosing. We fucking pick all of it. Right. And back then right. it was like well there could only be one top dog and that's the Sopranos. That was and also then when was, like. Nobody really had DVRs like it, so you had to be committed to just sitting in yeah. front of the TV. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's, but that show is so well written. It, no, it's, I've heard I've heard so many amazing things about that show, and we've been saying for a while we want to do. Watch, it's we watch so it, you know? fucking good, man. Um, yeah, and then Eddie and Emery from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a, that that is a good. Thing. And, and just to be clear, I'm fully aware that Emery and uh, fuck, I forget the other kid's name. The third one, uh, they have a better sibling relationship, and uh, it's uh, Emery and uh, Evan. 
Uh, but Evan is such an insufferable fucking prick that I'm willing to acknowledge that he's a better that they make a better brother duel than Eddie and Emery. But Evan is such a fuck insufferable prick that I don't want to even put him on my honorable mentions. There's nothing honorable about him. Uh, all right, and that's it. That's my honorable mentions. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Uh, two. All right. Uh, number one. What do we got for number one, David? Uh, my number one is uh, the very first one that came to mind. Uh, to me, there uh, there is no better relationship. You can add as many siblings as you wanted to the mix. No better relationship. Uh, Frazier and Niles Crane. My number one as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I figured it would be. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, Eric? No, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You are. Uh, to me, there's uh, as as ridiculous as they both are. There's there's a, a a sense of realness that undercuts that uh, that absurdity with them. There's there's a competitiveness that every single sibling relationship knows. Where um, if you know Frazier from Cheers, he was not nearly as uh, stubborn and he wasn't nearly as high society as he is in Frazier. And then you see him on Frazier and suddenly things start to click as to why it is that he behaves the way he does. Because he's in competition with his brother. Because Niles is the one who is much more high society he's much more in you know, flamboyant and kind of just you know flaunting his intelligence not that Frazier didn't on on cheers right he was always the smartest guy in the room but he wants to make sure that you know that on Frazier and so when when he and Niles get into their you know well I'm smarter than you are uh, it leads to some of the most absurd and and comedic moments i think in all television where like you see two grown-ass men bickering like like kids on a playground and and marty's got uh, martin's got to get involved and and treat them like children you know and and to me like nothing there's there's nothing truer about a, a sibling relationship than your parents having to step in and say hey cut this the fuck out you know Right, fucking behave yourselves. I I love these two. I I really do. I I love me and Jeff. Almost, me and Jeff almost uh, one time when we were uh, he he it was his first time watching the entire series and I I had seen it before but we were watching it pretty much on pace with each other uh, and he was like uh, hot take uh, Niles is uh, a better person than Frazier and I almost lost my shit I I almost lost uh, look I. I you know, this podcast was almost not, didn't happen because of that uh, conversation <laughs> I, mean, I, I had. Uh, but I fucking, I mean, you know, he, he has he had he had really good points, talking points. Uh, Niles does seem to get his shit together after he gets married. Uh, I don't want to spoil something that's been out for thirty years, but um, <laughs> he. He, he 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 seems to almost and then Frazier since he never got that at least on the show 
it, like he his neurosis and he's like it, it never really calmed down i think as a character uh but i i love these two together uh those tender moments that we talk about how life isn't really like but th- those tender moments with these two were so fucking good because they had such yeah. heavy baggage that was played up because it's a sitcom so it was played up very well but when they had those quote-unquote real moments or those life moments as i would like to call them uh they had such you know what i mean their, their mom passed away their mom who everybody in the family cherished she was you know what i mean she was the the matriarch of the entire family she was the and she's where the culture in, in yeah. Razor and Niles yeah. comes from, you know yeah she so she was the culture she was the love of martin's life she was like it was when for someone who we as an audience didn't even in flashbacks we very rarely saw the the mom i think we saw the mom once or twice and i don't even remember if we saw the actual mom over it was just like the back of somebody's head type of deal i forget because it's been it's been a couple years since i've watched the the series again i Uh, I think it was like uh like niles x where like she was always oh no niles x you wouldn't even fucking see the back of her head you never even saw that shit it was fucking she was not not anywhere in the in the room she she was always off yeah yeah um but uh i I, for someone who we the audience never saw we all understood the love that this woman had that that was had for this woman by not just fraser and niles but also for by martin Uh, and it was so good like there's like so there was very touching moments between niles and fraser uh and i just you know what i mean i i loved loved those moments where fraser out of all people could be so fucking crazy and so like neurotic and so just out of his fucking mind jealous and uh super fucking uh um competitive and like just you know losing control over himself and in in a blink of an eye he could be the a great therapist that he was and he could offer some amazing advice and you go you know when, you know when uh, uh Kelsey Grammer does that thing where he just lowers his voice and then and they're like oh okay but I, I fucking love that show so much but th- those two are are fantastic I mean there's a part of me that wants to say like oh I see myself in every one of these in any every one of these uh, uh relationships i don't i don't see myself um, the relationship that i have with my brother is, is great and i love that uh, but we have nothing in common with fraser and niles at all like not even in, in any which way shape or form we're not competitive at all we don't see any of this but i just love watching fraser and niles uh and i love when they're both such fucking sissies uh it's so fantastic but they're sissies together and that's fucking great like their big thing throughout the entire uh 11 season run was that they they tried so often and always failed to have a fucking dinner party like that was their fucking goal was to have a successful dinner party and they never got it right it was so great i was one of my favorite episodes is when they bought an old restaurant and they fucking bought it and it did a reopen and their dad Mar- marty was like you guys can't fucking share anything you're gonna share a restaurant are you out of your fucking mind and he was right and marty was right because he's fucking dad man uh but i love that i love that show i love you know that 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 whole dynamic is is great, man. So. There's, there's this great moment. There's this great moment where um, they're they're joining a wine club. I think it was a wine club, and uh, Fraser fucks it up as usual, right? Because yeah. you know, he he thinks he's right about everything, and he doesn't want to go along with the the rules of the club. And so 
uh, like Niles is the one who's forced to tell him, like, hey, you've got to go, yeah. you know, you go home. And so Frazier goes home and there's Martin. He's like, what happened? I thought you were going to go play with your brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he said, I couldn't play with him. <laughs> and, and, and so Martin comes back down and Niles is like, oh, what did Frazier tell you to come back down? He goes, no, he didn't. He says, Frazier, come here. And Frazier comes in with his head all, you know, bent over and he was like you're gonna let your brother play with you and you're gonna let him play with you now <laughs> because he starts saying a zip it and he keeps going back and forth and they're like yes sir yes sir yes sir and, so, and when he leaves they turn around to look at the rest of the wine group and Niall starts to say something and they're like zip it oh, <laughs> like your daddy yelled at you it's so good it's so good <laughs> the thing the thing about niles and frazier um, and their relationship was in a show that was very easily that was very easy to uh, just deem as unrelatable because they were you know so smart and and so you know high class that their relationship was so relatable that that's what reminded you that they were just normal guys. They're human. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Frazier and Niles interacted that reminded you that was like, oh man, like it doesn't matter where you are. Like siblings are assholes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that, their relationship and Marty, of course, is what kept that show relatable. That's what made it feel human. Like these are both characters that on their own right, you're just like, meh. Yeah, okay, they're a one-off on, you know, somebody else's show or something like that. But putting them together is what made that show palatable for so many people. And so I think it's a great fit. Yeah, it's a great. You ruined my my joke, uh, David, because as a joke, I was going to say my number one is uh, Cersei and and, uh, (laughs) fucking. uh, I was going to say it's uh, Cersei and Jamie Lannister. uh, I didn't even mention them in my honorable mentions because I wanted to go with that as a joke. But then when you said Frazier now, I was like, fuck that. Yeah, that's my number one. I (laughs) can. I I figured it was going to be your number one. It was, you know, it's uh, I I almost got bumped. By Ray and, and 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 Robert Barone, that's how much, that's how highly I think of those two. Uh, but I, I again, I just went with my gut instinct. I'm like my number, f- my first thought was those two. So, uh, all right. Um, so uh, Stephanie, what's your number one? We know it's from the table before. It's, uh, David, it's uh, David and Alexis from Shit Creek. David and Alexis. All right, I've never so, seen the show, um, so I've seen that's like reason to watch a show that features Eugene Levy. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so i've heard i i'm a late i'm again late to the party we're late to the party which just we only started watching it maybe in january um and uh but like from that's one of those shows that from episode one like i i put like i like that type of humor like just like very dry and straightforward for me what makes that show is david i think that david and moira david and then moira but david and alexis's relationship like so the premise of the show is that this is really like insanely wealthy people um lose everything because their business manager basically embezzled all their money and the one asset they had left that nobody wanted the claim was they on a dare i think bought this like little town called ship creek and that was the only, like, they had taken everything from them except that, so they were forced to go live in this town that is literally a podunk town who knows where. Um, and they go from this giant Beverly Hills-esque mansion 
to living in two motel rooms in this little tiny town. These brother and sister that like Alexis is very in the vein of Kirstleton and those kind of girls. Um, socialite. You know, that, yeah, these socialite girls that are just like famous for being famous and being rich. And, and David is a little bit more artsy, but, you know, also has his... David, I don't think there's ever been a character on TV like David Rose. Um, and they just start off like really hating each other. They have very little relationship. And they barely know each other because yeah. they, they went to like boarding schools and right. And then Alexis, Alexis has started doing what I like to call like poker light or like yachting, <laughs> which is where, you know, these like socialized girls go and like be on, you know, all these yachts with all these like old, much older rich guys. And she makes a joke about dating Stavros because Stavros Niarcos is like one of these oil barons guys and you know, so they they barely know each other. They're for all intents and purposes strangers, and then they're forced into this like tiny quarters. And the way that this show as a whole progresses, it's over. It just finished now. I went in like April, um, but it is six seasons, and and, and it's very short. There's only like twelve episodes a season. But they the the way the show progresses is so well done. Like it it, it ends when it's supposed to end. It's not like a dragged out storyline and just where they get from that first episode to that last episode and they're so I, I feel like Shit's Creek has just become so part of our like culture now like in a way a lot of these sitcoms have become like how The Office has and, and Parks and, and Friends and those kinds of like it's even in like our everyday vernacular the you know the I love that journey for you and the Ill David and those kinds of things <laughs> have just become part of of society now. Plus, and, just, just a sexy pair, both of them. Look, right. yeah. Well, here's the thing: just, is that just I, all cards I on never the thought, I never was like ever thought. Like, I can appreciate a good-looking old older guy, right? I've never thought that Eugene Levy ever, ever, because he's like the dad from American Pie. Like, how is he hot? <laughs> and then, and then I saw Dan Levy, and I'm like, who the hell is this? guy that looks just like Eugene Levy and he's super he's gorgeous and yeah. but then and, you know, Annie, and, and Annie Murphy's no cast and Annie Murphy's right yeah exactly so it's yeah I, I love I love that relationship and even though it's a newer show I feel like it, it it's a newer show and I haven't had as much time with it as I have some of my other picks I, I feel like it just it really captured me from the very beginning and I, I knew that it was going to be like up there in the upper echelon of sitcoms because it, it's so good. And, and, and like I said, when, when you first made the pick, I mean, I love Eugene, Eugene Levy and Kathleen O'Hara. And it's like for, for a show that stars the two of them to be stolen mm-hmm. from the two of them. Right. Volumes to how amazing these two characters are because the two of them have been doing it at a years at an A plus S tier level. And for, together, mm-hmm. and together, and they, together, they know right. how to work off each other. Right. And then, and so to doing it since the seventies, I think. Yes, and to see to see a, a, a brother and sister, uh, you know, another pair of actors take the spotlight from them, who have been doing it so well for so long, speaks more than anything we could say about how great these mm-hmm. two are together. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, can, I can tell you mm-hmm. for uh, for me because uh, this is my number two pick. Um, for for me, what what it came down to is it's 
it's a it's a sibling relationship that um actually feels real you know uh, there's there's a there's there's a reality to their relationship in what is i think essentially uh like real life springfield right yeah. kind of Simpsons. <laughs> you know in, in a lot of ways that show feels just like parks and rec it feels kind of like springfield where you have all of these like they're basically cartoon characters that are are come to life and yet the roses are real people and for them being these like very sort of like aristocratic very you know, you know highfalutin people they are the most realistic people in this very animated world which is a really interesting like right. way to present this this world so uh their relationship is one where like you don't even know really how they function until you're already like two seasons in because they don't like to interact with one another as the seasons go on and they start to interact more with one another you start to get that sort of like adolescent like nitpicking that should have happened when they were younger which is why they behave that way and it's really like funny to see these two adult people behaving like little kids Right. But they're always there for one another when they need it. And to, to me, that's that's how you know that, you know, despite the fact that this is a family that didn't really seem to care that much for one another, they they are they always show up when the other one needs it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Daniel, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is... The very first one that popped through my head as soon as we started talking about this, because it comes from a show that growing up and even now, uh, I still feel like it was it, this show was the only time I ever felt like a family that was a lot like mine was on TV. And uh, so this is the very first relationship that popped into my head. And it's Becky and Darlene Connor from Roseanne. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not even counting. Which, honestly, which, I'm not even counting which, the last. Which Becky? Uh, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take Lisa Gorson <laughs> or Sarah Chalk. It doesn't matter. Well, it um, kind of does because like that relationship is different based upon who the fuck is acting on it. But, <laughs> I, just, uh, I love that whole story of their being changed. Sarah Chalk didn't always play Becky. Mm-hmm. No, it was originally Lisa Gorson. Then it was Sarah Chalk. Then it was Lisa Gorson again. Sarah Chalk was like a, a stopgap. Yeah. In between. I I was like a I was like a kind of fair weather Roseanne fan. I watched it back in the TGIF days, like here and there, but it wasn't really like my. And jam. so when they, when they brought it back with the new ones, it was Lisa Gorenson again, and then okay. played somebody else on the show. She was like a oh. waitress. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> there, um, that that show for me growing up. It felt so real, uh, you know, minus the, the the shit show that was the final season. And like I said, I'm not even considering the new stuff. But it just the, the, the 90s Roseanne felt like families that I knew. And yeah. to an extent at times, my family, it, it was it was such an amazingly accurate portrayal of blue collar, you know, like mm-hmm. lower middle America life. And I Becky and Darlene. 
But like, I actually had this conversation with my wife, and she was like, well, Darlene and DJ got along better. And that's absolutely true. Darlene and DJ had more and more in common, and they, they got along better. But Becky and Darlene's absolute disdain for the other one, while never forgetting that one of the most important people in your life is always going to be your sister, is something that I think made their relationship just absolutely unbelievable and, and, and amazing. And they they were so great together. They could not be any they could not be any more different. They they were absolutely two ends of the spectrum when it comes to having kids. And that's what made the relationship incredible because they were at each other's throats all the time. But there was every, every couple of episodes there was always that moment where they were in their room together and you were reminded how much they loved each other and how important they actually were to the other one and for everything that that family went through over the course of the entire show, they were, and I don't know if any of you have got around to watching Atypical yet, but they were each other's emotional support mm-hmm. humans. They, they, they needed each other because of all the craziness and insanity that was everything in their life and just trying to get by and their, their parents just kind of scraping by and, and everything that Dan went through with jobs and Roseanne went through with jobs. They were the two that were always there for each other. Every time one of them screwed up, like, you know, uh, when uh, Becky ran off and got married and yeah, Darlene busted her balls about it, but it, she, she was more there for her than Dan. was. And like when, when Darlene wanted to go to art school and she was like secretly going to art school and stuff like that, Becky was who she confided in about that. And they, they needed each other. They are the two that I feel like they kept that show together and their bizarre at times relationship was quintessential to what made that show flow and made it as realistic and as believable as it was. And so, yes, while it's absolutely true that Darlene and DJ got along better, I think that Becky and Darlene are siblings that anybody who has a brother or sister can look at and 100% understand everything that's involved in their relationship. They, we've, see, we've seen the ups, we've seen the downs, we see, we see everything that they go through. And from beginning to end, it, it was an absolutely incredible relationship. And I, I, like I said, as soon as... Uh, as soon as we started talking about this, they were the very first ones that popped into my head. Didn't know they were going to be number one, so I started putting my list together. But as I started to think about it, and I realized how huge each one of them was to the other one, they had to be my number one. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I never, uh, I watched the show a lot uh, growing up. I never, uh, but I, there's, a, I, there's a lot of episodes that I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, I don't it, know the whole... And, and you know, this is, and it, it may, like I said, it was just that, that I was... I, like my family in particular was target demographic for Roseanne. Right. It was like, it was like, we're going to show you a family who, you know, a couple of days for paydays, not sure they're going to make it. And, and, you know, like we're going to put all of this realism on here and make you laugh. So it's not just dragging on you, but Roseanne felt very, very real 
so often. Yeah, I, I felt the, the same way. feel of the show feeling like that made their relationship feel more real. I, I felt the same way. I like Roseanne because it was very much, we were in the same scenario. Uh, it was very much, except for the fact that, you know, uh, we're not white. But uh, everything else right, was pretty much, uh, yeah, It was. Just, but it was the same thing. Like, not, you know, paycheck to paycheck, you know, uh, one episode, their light went out. They, you know what I mean? They didn't pay the light bill, yeah. so the light went out. And I remember watching that as a kid. And thinking to myself, that's not like that's I know what to do in those situations. Like it was very right. Like yeah, it's like I, I remember. Like I remember. I'm, I remember watching I remember it thing, not like, to, like, and watching I, an episode where where like an appliance went out, you know, and it was like like the fridge goes out or whatever, and they're like trying to figure out what they have to sacrifice because a fridge is something you have to have, you know, and and it became like this like life lesson on the family having to sacrifice things for yeah. the betterment. And I remember watching those episodes and not thinking, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like I remember watching those episodes and being like, yeah, okay, this is what it is. It's just like, this is like, yeah, this is normal. And it's always fun when you, it's always fun when you watch those episodes with friends of yours who are, uh, not in that same tax bracket and then be like, that's crazy. They, they don't have any power. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's what fucking happens. All right. It happens every yeah. once in a while. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Uh, but that's a great pick, man. Uh, great pick. Uh, I didn't even think of them. I didn't think of that, apparently because they're fucking females. <laughs> I would have never thought of them, uh, apparently, from the That's fucking why. list, from my list. Um, my honorable benches had a lot of females, okay? Um, <laughs> all right, so number ones were Frazier and Niles Crane, uh, David and Alexis Rose, uh, Becky and Darlene, and Frazier and Niles Crane. So we have two repeats, which would be uh, the final mantra would be Frazier and Niles and David and Alexis. Uh up for grabs as far as who else i think there's i don't i mean aside from shows that i never watched i don't think there's a bad pick again not that those are bad picks i just never watched them so i can't give my personal opinion on them but i i, I think uh these are all really really good picks on these so whatever you I guys want to do I, I, i'm fine with like throwing becky and darlene on there and they're not i mean i'm not a big uh roseanne fan but i know that it's got a pretty great fandom and a lot of people loved. I saw that that pick on a lot of not the commenters, but like a lot of lists when I was doing research. That came up a lot. I I was doing research and I didn't see them at all. I didn't even think of them because I didn't. I see saw them, them a couple of times. Oh, okay. And I, I I and I honestly think that we would kind of be remiss if we didn't include Monica and Ross on this. All things. I kind of agree. Yeah, I agree. Just because everybody kind of mentioned, like everybody. Much yeah, I don't. I don't like I, Monica I and Ross pick, but you guys. I mean, it's a. It's a. It, you guys could uh, vote on it. That's how I'm fine. I'm look, not picking, I, look, I'm not it, it's something David, David and I were talking about when it came down to Monica and Ross, and he said was like, I, he might not like Ross as a character, but like that relationship is a realistic. Oh, portrayal. I love Ross as a character. I love Rachel and Ross. Right. I think people who don't like Ross are stupid. I love Ross. I just <laughs> don't like <laughs> Rachel. I just don't like Ross and. And, uh, and and Monica and Monica as a sibling, I just think uh, Rachel yeah. deserved Joey. Oh my god! Fuck oh. you! You're the fucking <laughs> oh worst. God. You are the fucking worst. I'm, I'm just kidding. Wow. I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really starting to like you. Guess who's not oh, being no, invited I'm, back? Yeah, no, I'm honest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I, I do. Uh, I, so I, I, wait, I let, let's go with first of all anybody because uh, so we had a nomination by. Stephanie to uh, for the final mountain for uh, uh, Becky and Darlene. 
So do we have yeah. anybody anybody voting against that? Anybody voting for that? Are we? I'm. It's okay. I'm all for. David. Yes. You okay? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right. Fine uh, <laughs> he's just like, all right. Uh, so I guess uh, we would have Fraser and Niles, David and Alexis, and Becky with the good hair. And <laughs> she is. She has great hair. Becky and Darlene. Well, she had. She had. Mm, the years have not been kind. Really? To which one? To, to, to Lisa Gorenson. Uh-huh. They've been great to Sarah Chalk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the years have been amazing to Sarah Chalk. Lisa, Lisa Gorenson, not the one. Uh, so Becky and Darlene, uh, and whatever you guys want for a fourth. Uh, I like, uh, there's a lot of picks that I like. Uh, so there's other things I like, but I'm good with Ma- Ross and Monica. I-, I think that Ross and Monica is 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 like a. I think they're like a Keystone brother and sister too. Yeah, our- I think a lot. Of, like, there's, I think like when a lot of people heard this, like that's going to be the topic. It's probably like the first one or two that popped into their heads. You know, I I, I kind of I agree. I'm fine with that pick. David, are you? Are you? Gonna, yeah, I mean, you have a vote too. Are you, you're you're trailing off here on us. Oh, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you got to give a yay or nay. My my vote is a nay. I fucking hate Ross and, and Monica, so I vote no. But this is up to you, really. Uh, wow, you're gonna make it up to me? Well, it's a fucking democracy. That's how that shit works. I'm sorry, there's four of us. Two of them have said yes. To yeah. To, uh, uh, this is on you. You know what? Fine. Yeah, whatever. I, 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 as, as much, as much as there was so much enthusiasm for that. You, you, literally, this is literally what, what I saw from David. You're like, you know what, dude? I'm trying to get late tonight. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Man. I'm just. This is my wife clearly picked this. I'm uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the f- I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to throw out one, one of my own to try to get more, more of mine on, on the mountain. Oh, you know, but I mean, it does, to- but you don't have to. We, we had uh, Chippendale, we had mm-hmm. Dennison D from Always Sunny, uh, we're on Carlton, which I know is not going to make anybody's final mountain. Uh, Jack and Diane, uh, uh, Nathan and Lucas, uh, Morty and Summer, Adam and Barry Goldberg. What else? We have Claire and Mitchell, Dumphy. Uh, I, I would rather have. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'd rather have Adam and Barry over over Rachel and. Yeah, uh, if you guys, Monica, if you guys were gonna, if, if if we were gonna mix Ross and Monica, that would have been my next choice. I, if, yeah, that would that would absolutely be my next choice too. So if we've got two no's on on Ross and Monica, then uh, then I will throw a yes behind Claire and Mitchell. Yeah, I, I can I can support the no, not Claire and Mitchell, Barry and Adam Goldberg. Oh yeah, he hasn't seen uh, the Goldberg, I so he can't. I will totally throw a, a throw a, a yes behind Claire. Purchase, Listen, I, I would I would rather have Claire Claire and Mitchell than uh, than Monica and and Ross. Yeah. I would ha- rather have uh, fucking uh, uh, drilled, uh, you know, fuck, uh, I was I affected the joke, but you get what I'm saying. I would rather have so many more things. I was going to say I'd rather have a fucking, what's that thing? When you, uh, a, root a root canal, then fucking put uh, Ross and Monica, <laughs> but uh, that's just me. Um, Personal comedian, everybody. Hey, dude, you know what? This is what happens when you get fucking, when you brush your teeth and you don't fucking need root canals. So this is what fucking happens. <laughs> Sorry, my fucking train of thought wasn't immediately fucking root canals, all right? I was like, I don't know. People hate the dentist. I, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't, but whatever. Um, I mean, I hate the me, yeah. Nary, me rather have... <laughs> Doctor tooth drill hole in mouth. Hey, listen, I, I 
I may have grown up with a household that didn't have, fucking pay their light bill all the damn time, but we brushed our fucking teeth. That's what we fucking did. Um, all right, so uh, final mountain. Right. What? That's right. Okay. Final mountain. Uh, I'm, Fraser. I'm agreeing with you. I don't know. Fraser and Niles. Uh, David and Alexis. Uh, Becky and Darlene. And I guess uh, are we doing uh, uh, Claire and Mitchell? Bro, I don't give a fuck. Just pick one already. Yeah, bro. Claire and Mitchell. Fuck it. Uh, um, all right. <laughs> 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 for me, they're, they're, they're great together. I'm fine with that. They are. Um, all right, so thank you guys for uh, for checking us out. Make sure you check out the other podcasts on the Geek Brunt Network uh, that include uh, the What's Up Bro podcast, that include What You Got, which is uh, Daniel DeBono's other podcast, which you can find on YouTube. And hold on, uh, hold the, yeah, there you go. Look, look at look, look at Steph all sleepy. And I'm not sleepy. Uh, and then, uh, better let me tell you, and uh, Childlike at Best uh, with Mike Valdez, go to geekbro.net. Again, that is geekbro.net. Uh, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, that's how lists are made. <laughs> <laughs>